console ninjas podcast with me this week is Stu. Hello. And Derek. Hello everybody. How you doing lads? Nah, no bad, no bad. Not bad at all. Aye. Been up to anything exciting? Work. Woohoo! I know the feeling that I'm on 60 weeks right now. Uh, your man, your man's about to tell us how he does 10 days and seven, a 7 day week somehow, but... Well, right. that's, that's how the paper industry works, you know what I mean? Squeeze you. Don't just squeeze you. They, they eradicate any life you have. So, I 10 days uh, I do before I get a day off. Hooray! Right, well, what I'm going to say is then, Stu, you were on the own last week, so let us know what you've been playing and let's hear your voice for a wee bit. That, 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 as, as always, as always. Uh, you've missed me probably. Not really. Right. Um, so in well, my I've letters, but I'm not <laughs> going to tell you what they say because it will upset you. <laughs> I heard some of them blow up. You, they were sitting on the table and they just... Spontaneously the, the ones that got redirected for your house, I. So what have you been up to, mate? Um, well, I picked up uh, a few new bits and pieces. Um, picked up Rayman Legends, which is a re-release of the game that was on the... Well, in theory, it was a Wii U exclusive, and then it came to the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3, and then it came to the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. Um, pretty much, it's a carbon copy of all of these games but it's got a few extra little levels put in it, uh, a few new skins. You get a ex- well, on the Xbox One version, you get Vass for Far Cry 3 skin, you get the Sam Fisher skin, and I think you might get an Assassin's Creed skin, just at the higher levels, eh, unlockery. Um, but on the whole, it's pretty decent all-rounded cartoon, looks lovely, high def kind of platformer. Kind of just some palate cleanser. I, I tend to play it. See, I, I, I never liked the Rayman games. I, I, I think I might have mentioned this before on an earlier one, but I don't know. Uh, I had one on the PlayStation. I don't know what one that was uh, on the PlayStation 1. And I, I don't know. I felt it, it wasn't the jump mechanics weren't as cool as Mario. It was too slow. It didn't feel like, like as good as Sonic. It just felt the world just didn't fit for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then the argument there as well is it's went total wholesale back to like it is now permanently two D and stuff and I think because they use the UBR engine as well, it, it's really nice and it's it, yeah, it's now you're saying it's a bit slow and the speed it's always based on speed now and the, there's like daily challenges to try and see how good you're compared to the community and stuff, which are really good. There's like preset levels where you need to either get so many lums in a certain time or just reach a certain point is, or last as long as you can and stuff. It's, it's really interesting, you know? Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, the Wii U version, that, that's the format that I got my copy on, was really good fun. And it actually did use the controller, the thing that hardly anybody else uses, for the some of the levels where you're controlling... Uh, Roblox. Yeah, and they work spectacularly well on the Wii U, to the point that I think I remember trying it on the 360... Well, he basically replicated that with you just pressing the B button, and it mm-hmm. just didn't—it didn't feel anywhere near as good. It is, I, if, to me, it's quite obvious it's a Wii U title that's been pushed out to other formats simply because Ubisoft didn't have faith it was selling enough units on the Wii U version to justify the cost, basically. Yeah, well, I picked this up brand new for sixteen pound at launch, so it's not exactly I'm not aiming for. You know, I mean, they're not aiming for making megabucks off it, I don't think, on the one. But at the end of the day, it's, we're still at that stage you know, where there's nothing really there. Well, there is, but there isn't, if you know what I mean. Whereas, it's nice we just pick up and play kind of game, you know. So, I, I like it. And were you saying, like, the glow box stuff and that? I, I you know, it's, having played a lot, I had a, 
I had a, a rant this week because there's in the later levels there's a level where or there's like kind of retro levels where they try and put in screen effects so you'll get like fish eye oh, effects and yeah stuff, that's, and that's the music levels at the end of each main level that they kind of they play about with them at the end oh I just five minutes into the static level I was on the Twitter going wait who at Ubisoft had the idea of doing this my eyes are bloody stinging and then I ended up going on YouTube and checking out a video of it and everybody in the comments said, what have you done to my eyes? And I'm like, this this, this is murder. This is absolute murder. I didn't sign up for this because the game was brilliant right to that point. And I understand that it's kind of like that. But at the end of the day, the reason I finished that level was off through like memory. It was like, right, I need to jump, jump, time, time and into Yeah, that was kind of the right, optional extra at the end do. of finishing the main game, really. That, that wasn't... But it's, well, it's linked to getting the... the, the Diamond trophy, diamond trophies or something. When you basically complete the worlds, you unlock, you, you get a trophy basically. Um, and so far, I've got like six original mm-hmm. worlds. I've got four of them, including that one. And yeah, it's just a case yeah, of yeah, that, that's the thing. The other skins as well. You need to keep. So, and it was always kept at the end because I think it was like every world needed like 120 lums. Uh, no lums, yeah. the wee boy guys. I forget we call the wee boy guys. But the wee boy guys to unlock, and the last one I think you needed like 400. To unlock it, so it was kind of like you had to want yeah. to unlock that to unlock it, you know. And I just think having unlocked it and went in to have that kind of effect forced upon me at this point, it's a, it's a cheap trick, and at the same time, it's unnecessary, you know what I mean? Because it, it, it adds nothing to the game. It's basically difficulty. It's it's man-made difficulty with borderline retina damaging concepts. You know what I mean? Thing is, I didn't find it that bad. I remember getting... I basically finished the main game. I didn't go for the completionist aspect because that was a lot more time than I was willing to put into it. But I do remember getting to the various different things they did with the music levels right at the end. And I just... I kind of enjoyed it as an optional extra because that's all I saw as was an optional extra. And the various different things they did with the filter effects I quite enjoyed. There's one right at the end when he basically keeps segmenting the screen into ever smaller boxes, which I just thought was tremendous, but it's because, yeah, I, I think it's because I was sitting there not... I, was, I, was, I literally just saw them as something that they put in for a bit of fun, as opposed to anything more serious than that, so it probably didn't bother me as much in that respect. Yeah, well, it's just the fact was I was trying to complete the level, and after like the 19th time of doing it, because I couldn't see what I was doing... That effect does start making my was starting to make my eyes go a wee bit, and I was like, right, I need to stop because I was talking to guys in the Xbox Live part, and I'm like, guys, you can't, you'll not believe this, and I've actually recorded on Twitch me actually finishing it because I was like, I'm going to sit on Twitch and I'm just going to go for it and I'm just going to see how far I can go, and I think the video was like an hour and a half, two hours long, just trying to get by that, but. And off through it's just me going, right, I'm going to need to stop for five minutes and just look it up. Yeah, I mean, I managed, I managed to, to finish it as well, but I... Donuts, I, you know? It was, again, more muscle memory than anything else. I think I need to check out this video you thought of it, Stu. I, mm-hmm. I, I have absolutely... I posted it on, make, I posted it on uh, Twitter you, uh, when, it, uh, when it happened, you know? And I think at the end of the day, for a game marketed to kids... You're saying on Twitter, mate. Uh, I suppose, but <laughs> for a game marketed kind of kids as well, I wouldn't let a kid play that. No chance in hell. The other effects are cool, and I understand that, and they don't, they never had any effect on me, but the fact it was, like, blinking static, and then it was gone for, it was, because it was, like, blink, 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 and then it went for slightly longer periods of static, it was, just when it released the static and you're trying to focus, it was just really, really annoying, you know, 
Plus the fact I was playing like three feet away from the TV also probably plays into that. That's not the best idea in any situation. Well, <laughs> I, like, I like to feel like I'm part of the action. That's your, uh, that's your message for the week, kids. Keep your eyes, <laughs> sit back. <laughs> Right, so what else have you been playing then, Mick? Uh, the other game I picked up as well, which was pretty cheap at launch, was FIFA, which as of right now is like £24 on the marketplace to download. Um, uh, we talked a lot about FIFA before it launched, and to be honest, I was on the fence when I hummed and had, and when I saw it, I could get it for pretty dirt, well, not dirt cheap, but sub £30, I was like, ah, it's, I'll get it a go. It's it's a strange one. It's, it's good, it is good, but it's... The stealth elements, it's best played totally stealth and not touching anybody. Because when you start fighting people, the combats, I don't like fighting in it, if you know what I mean. Because you only have a club, or you only have your club for close combat, but you have bows and arrows and stuff, so excluding like being able to shoot people at range and stuff. Um, it's also very slow paced as well. It's not as fast paced as what Dishonored is, I felt. Um example was uh, the mission everybody's seen is you get into a, a jewelry shop and you need to steal a mask well when I get into a jewelry shop there's like umpteen drawers so I obviously sit and pick all the drawers and pick the pockets of the guys and what technically if you went in there all guns blazing and just nailed all the guards with crossbows you probably could do it in and out in about five minutes but because I was sneaking around stealing this stealing that it's talking 20 minutes to do like a section so it's a, it's a real slow burner it, even borderline feels like a Hitman game at times. I know that's really strange because it's IDOS that I've done it in well. But it, it does, for me, it has echoes of the original Hitman. Like Hitman on the PC, the original one. It, it feels a lot like that at times. Like that kind of hardcore... If you're spotted... I don't mean hardcore, but hardcore kind of stealth mechanics where... I have to really be careful about absolutely everything. There's not really many indicators on the screen and stuff like that. No, and if you get spotted, it's like, it's stop, restart checkpoint or stop yeah. restart level you know what I mean um, again I've, twi- I've, I've played this on Twitch as well and I swear to god there's one guy that must have sat and watched me get in that jewelry shop about nine times he just was, he, he just sat there must have watched it and went what did he do with himself because every time I kept it's like one point I'd get by and then I'd go to the next point and I'd ah, fall back again and then the next point it's, it's a learning experience it's a really crap game it's Twitch unless you know what you're doing but at the same time it's um, I'm enjoying it but it's a real slow burner it's like I'll just chip away to our time as well I need time to play it it's not a, I couldn't put it in and go right a half hour I'll get somewhere in it you know mm-hmm. I feel like I only did a tiny wee bit before I can finish the level you know so you uploading these Twitch videos to YouTube mate? no I'm just uploading them to Twitch themselves uh, Twitch has got an archive service on it so right. if you stream like example like last night I was up at uh, Savages uh, and we were playing uh, Need for Speed so I was sitting playing for Speed with his camera because he's, he's got a slightly better connection than me um okay. So there's like he's archived all them. So there's videos of me sitting playing Peggle, <laughs> just just being an absolute idiot, just sitting talking to people in the room and shit, just being an absolute idiot. And if you go into his profile on Twitch, you see his videos and you can watch them and stuff. It's it's quite cool. But I suppose I could take them for there and maybe try and put them on YouTube. But as it is, so I don't mind archiving on on Twitch, you know. Just put some of the good stuff on so we can see it. And mm-hmm. Let us know where to find it. Mm-hmm. Well, I can send a link to the Twitch. If you if you just search for my username with an underscore at the end. I know it's a really strange one, but Fury Ace one underscore, you'll get to my profile. And so is that Fury Ace, then an underscore? It's Fury Ace Free, and then right behind the free is an underscore. Alright. Long, long story, but let's just say my brother didn't tell me he made a Twitch account, and when I went to link my gamers, my, my account, way my 
with a touch account it wouldn't accept my username because he'd would, would, already linked it would Fury underscore Ace not have been better I don't want to break the words I don't want to break the words am I right but it sounds a bit what you're saying is that it doesn't have the same freedom of choice per environment and location as but no, in terms of getting through it does it really basically say you have to go here, here and here no, it's quite open form no. in terms of how you approach the situation no. it doesn't just lock you into you either go stealth or it's, you'll it, never get through it at all it's quite no, it's quite sandboxy in a way, it's basically like here's an area right? there's like shops and streets and stuff um, they'll say like oh, um, there's a mask I'm going to keep using this level as cross-reference, right? There's a mask. Now, I watched somebody play the game, this level before release, and they went up the main street and snuck behind carts and stuff. Well, I went across the roofs and went down some back streets and then some sewers and shit, and I'm going, I'm lost, I'm lost. And long story short, I walked into the house right in front of where the mask is, whereas the other guy went in the front door and went through the house to get to the mask. Well, I went in the back door and I'm right at the mask. So technically... I stole that mask and then it just said, right, go up the stairs and jump out the window to continue. And so, the, like, okay. area. But it was all, like, optional to me. What I mean is if... You know what I mean? So... If you But then I knew what it was, so... Is it basically... Is it basically a situation every single time if you get caught and just restart? It's not even worth trying to take them on. You'll get smashed. No. No, no, you can, no, you can. You, you end up there's like a whole sway, sway mechanic in it and stuff, and you use like a bat and stuff. And it, I just think it's quite cumbersome. It's no, it's no. Then again, I didn't fight people really in Dishonored either. In Dishonored, I was quite stealthy, and it's just a case that if you see somebody, you hit, see, see, see one guy, right? The one guy, oh, okay. all the guys, and all the guys will come running. So you've got like four guys to fight, and in, in, in the vicinity, say if there are four guys in the vicinity. Whereas, if you shoot the guy with the crossbow and he dies, then you can just continue doing that, you know? It's just me being me. Once you alert them, it's like Metal Gear. You alert them, then you go into a stasis mode, and then you go into a, a back to an original, okay, okay. unactive mode, you know? So, it's it's just a case of having a... It's your play style. You know what I mean? Like I say, you'll yeah. play it different for you. I play it, I'll play it different for you. Play it. You'll experience it, you know? And it's just my taking for this one is... If I get spotted, like in Hitman and stuff, if I get, I'm in it for the, 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 the real deal, I'm no in it to, you know what I mean? So if I get spotted, I'm yeah. right, restart that checkpoint because I made a mess, because I've made a mess here. Okay. The game's not made a mess here, I've made a mess here. You know what I mean? Quite and that's how I these kind of stealthy, sloughy. Aye, well, I don't like, I, I like to be kind of, you know, and that's where I find the most fun is. And having read a lot of people, a lot of people say this is at the best when you go into it's a customizational, a customizational difficulty option. And apparently you can rank the difficulty right up high, on totally through the roof. And they say it's the best when you start playing with the difficulty settings and stuff like that. I've yeah. not actually looked at this area, this side of it yet, but once I complete it, which might take months. Uh, I'm probably okay, that's fine. I mean, it's the same thing that when I played Blacklist recently, I never went to a level without being entirely stealthy. So I understand the mentality behind that. Ah, you're a stealth character. It's like in Dishonored, although it gays you, it's another example, because it's mere clean cut, I suppose, whereas you can, you have all the tools of the trade to be an absolute guns blazing guy, or you can be stealth. I felt the stealth approach was what was needed 
in that game more than the all guns blazing because it was a case of once you kill everybody in the area, it was kind of like okay. everybody's yeah. dead. You know what I mean? There's nothing, and it's the same in that. You c- they don't replenish. Well, so far I've not had yeah. to replenish the people in the area. If you know what I mean. So, it's, it, I suppose you could just kind of nail everybody and then just run about stealing everyone and then move on, and that's a valid cho- choice as well. Although it will affect yeah. your end of score. So. So it's one of these games where I fear it will be a long time before I get a shot at this because I'm, I'm saving it for the next gen but there's a few things for, for the next gen I've been saving so I think yeah. this might be far yeah. down the list if you know what I mean uh, but I, once I play it I'll let you know what I think as well but it kind of sounds like what everybody's saying to be honest <laughs> so I've no need reason to doubt you uh, what else mate? You got, uh, the other the, thing is uh, um, <laughs> this is the elephant in the room. This is the elephant in the room. This is the it got an amazing review last week, so uh, slightly different review this week. Um, yeah, I've been bought. I bought. I've been playing Titanfall. You've been I've, bought. I've been bought. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in my pocket. No, uh, I bought uh, t- t- Titanfall. No, I bought Titanfall. Um, yeah, um, it's not what I wanted it to be. It really is, isn't it? Ah. Uh, I thought it was going to be the next thing. I thought it was going to be the next big thing. I thought it was going to be the next. I've I've shot in Battlefield. I've shot in Halo. I've shot in COD. I've shot in freaking any game with any online FPS. Uh, Colonial Marines, for example. I was any game with a gun I can shoot. I've been online. Um, so I can I, I hold myself in decent stead. I'm not saying I'm super fucking esports material, but I, I can hold my own. Right. So playing coming to Titanfall, I expected it to be having played the beta and having my concerns and stuff. I expected it to be a bit different. It's it's such a false economy. It's such a false game. It's right, so t- tell us something then, because you're just getting the you've still you've kind of scuttled around it for ages. Give some right. facts. Well, right. Well, examples of games I've been in. This is what's happened. Right. So I've went in, and we all know there's bots. You guys really seem to enjoy the bots last week. Well, when I've been in games, what you're finding is people are just killing bots to get the win. So you'd be running about trying to find them while they're nailing bots. Which is really annoying. On the flip side of that is, if you nail bots, you get nailed yourself. But then I'm not, I've not an issue with that because that's your fault for trying to shoot bots instead of shoot real people. Next thing is the sniper rifle. There's a one-shot kill sniper rifle. Now, I thought at this day and age in the world we would buy one-shot projectile weapons because there's no challenge. It's like I, I'll admit I've even done it myself just to see what it was like. You take the sniper rifle, you walk in, it's like shoot, reload, shoot, reload, shoot, reload, and every time you reload, it's a down, so it's downed, downed, downed. And you go to yourself, what am I doing here? You know what I mean, it's like, where's the challenge? To sum it up, I put it on Twitter, Titanfall, and a, a review I said was, Titanfall makes shite players look good, it makes good players look great, and it makes great players bored. And that's what I seem to find for the community, for people I know that's playing it, for people I know for the backgrounds I've played with, so like guys with Crisis, guys with COD, guys with Battlefield. They're just, it's no holding them. It's great fun for the first bit, but then it's just like, what am I doing here? You know what I mean? I'm no challenged. I'm no, nobody's putting up a fight. They're all you just, see, and that's my point. Well, no, this is, I'm going to have a conversation about yeah, this. Kind of thing. It's, it's interesting what you said in the first part where you said, it's their, fault for, it's their fault for going for bots and not for players. Which means, are you still looking at this in terms of the only people that are worth going for are players? Well, I'm looking at it, well, no, well, the way I'm looking at it is, if I walk into, a, say you walk out in an area, right, and you've got right. a guy mowing down two bots, well, that guy's attention is drived to the bots. Now, I know the bots can't kill me 
the same way he can. So I'm going to shoot him because he's too busy shooting bots before he shoots right, me. Okay. The bots will get four or five shots right. on me more than what he can. So it's that's also yes. a style. It's kind of baiting yeah. style. People take sentinels as but, well. well no, he can hack no, but what I mean is, you, your distinct you. point at the start was, it, well, maybe not. Maybe I misunderstood it, so I, this is good for clarification. You seem to... I get the impression that you don't go for the bots at all because you don't see them as a worthwhile thing to go for, but you're annoyed that they seem to affect the score so highly. But, but in, but in yeah. saying that, though... I, I'm annoyed at what the point, I, What yeah. I'm saying is, part of the reason I like the bots is because I... Whenever I've gone into something like Battlefield or COD or something that is purely players only, I just get massacred. I survive 30 seconds each time and then I'm dead. And I get, I get bored. I get really annoyed because mm-hmm. I'm not contributing anything apart from my wasted time. Just sitting there going, I, I don't understand this. Whereas well, at least with Titanfall in this regard, yeah, okay, so they're only bots. But at least it's beginning to teach me the skills of at least looking down the sights, aiming, figuring out where I am, using the environment to my advantage. That is, it's making me feel as if I am actually contributing something that isn't just standing and being shot by somebody 50 miles away who's got a slightly better gun than me. Yeah, providing something other than a target. Well, that's the thing as well, is it's all, like I was saying as well, how the game keeps giving you positive motivation. It's really, it's on a psychotic, it's on a psychotic level, it's, in, it's on a but what's, but psychological that's a good, level, isn't that I think. A, a good thing, surely, I mean, I, 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 no, well, put it this way, you're in Battlefield, I've, I've, Will's played with Battlefield, and Jay played Battlefield with me and Savage, right, and I know Will and Jay didn't really click with me and Savage's way of playing it, but we play as a unit, we play as, and I know you're saying, like, you've been to Battlefield, but the problem is, you're going to the battlefield you're well, not playing it. See, an example is a guy in my works the same. He said, I keep going in and I keep dying, right? So my first words to him were, have you ever tried a tank? Have you ever tried this? Have you ever tried that? A week later, the guy came to me. You told me to try that. How I did. I love being in an anti-aircraft position. I love shooting down planes. I love shooting guys in it. I love it. I went to him, look, you'll have fun and you'll unlock stuff now. And you're playing it now in a more tactile. It's a more support role you're playing, but you're still playing and you're still playing party, right? If you're going in and getting nailed all the time... <laughs> See, this is this is this is where the lines get bored on it because at the end of the day, right? If you're openly admitting that you're no FPS player, right? The folk who are crap at FPS is right and openly crap. The folk who admit, oh, I don't play COD, I don't play that. They're gonna love this because they get in and they play things and they think to themselves, oh, this is great because I'm killing people, I'm killing things, right? That's great. But you're no. It's, that's why there's two KDs. That's why there's a fake KD which includes everything you kill, including bots, and then there's the real KD. But I suppose my question is, kill, as in players, is that necess- That's not a bad thing, though. Oh, right, so it might not satisfy... Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I can, I can certainly understand. Time. I just... And I don't mean this in a bad way, but... If you... If you, if, but if you... I like a challenge. If you're sitting there... Well, you're basically kind of saying that I'm I like shite because I quite... But that's... I mean, just to use the first part of your Twitter statement and that phrase, it makes shite players feel great. Uh, that's... But I mean, I enjoy it, it but I, I don't think that's... Do you, it's one of those things. Have you had a well, pot? Well, no, my... my have you had a pot? Have you had... Have you had a point where you feel I like you're a, you're, a, you're, a, you're a beast, you're totally... There's no challenge. But I play it... Well, I suppose that's the thing. I'm not playing this for a challenge. I'm playing it for enjoyment as opposed to a challenge. And my, my KD for pilot so you, kills as opposed to bot kills has actually started to increase because my skill base has increased. 
because I, I've, I've learned how to the the work the environments and how to work not just the bots, but then the planets as well. Whereas I would never have that opportunity to start necessarily build. And to be fair, I have played Battlefield in a squad-based system as well, because I've got a group of about three or four people that played on a regular basis. I'm not, I can understand from a degree that if you are playing, if you've always played something that is multiplayer focused and only ever included players, that the, the economy of Titanfall has skewed it to a different way. Where it's, it's, well, it's always team-centrical when we play. You know, it's always built around the team. You always built around the guy next to you to get... Like, again, and depending on what I'm playing or who I'm playing with, I'm in like with clan and stuff, and I know that guy's really good at rockets. I know that guy will have C4. I know, and we all go in and we hunt, and it's weird, because it's, it's like... I go in... An example was me and a guy I know piggybacked in the day jumped into a game, a campaign I was in, and basically from Mission 2 to Mission 8, no, Mission 7, sorry. Mission 2 to Mission 7, we won out the park and I was MVP every time. Because I just, you know what I mean? It's just, I mean, if, if it's you're not, yeah, if it's you're not like, feeling it, it's not, I'm not going to sit here and say that you should feel it. I, I can sit here and, and try to understand what you're saying. And I think from a from a viewpoint of, I, which well, I never pistol. use, an example. I never smart actually pistol. use it. Who's that? But who's that designed for? I've, to be honest, mate, who's well, that designed for? Yeah, but to be fair, mate, I've killed a lot of people that have tried to use a smart pistol on me because it is ridiculously slow at locking on. If you're good, you'll always be a person with a smart yeah. pistol. If you're good enough, you'll always win that match. I think the thing is that... Have you noticed You noticed if you go iron sights on it, it's more powerful, but see, I noticed that, I, I noticed that while playing with it. It's like, see, you know how when you play a pilot? If you go iron sights, you'll put the pilot down iron sights instead of using the smart system. This is a game for people like me who don't... Whether it's... I mean, taking aside all the squad-based stuff, right? Because even if I'm in a squad in Battlefield, I still can wander out onto a field and be shot by a sniper person, like, 50 miles away. It feels like 50 miles away. I don't get... Mm-hmm. In the same way, you're not getting enjoyment out of Titanfall for those sort of reasons. I don't get any enjoyment from those sort of games because I am not doing anything apart from dying. And whether... I probably could get better at it if I spent the time, but the games don't give me any reason to spend time doing them. And whether Titanfall's positive reinforcement is good or bad, it at least get, it at least makes me feel as if I am contributing something. And I, I entirely will sit here and say that Stuart is very good at Battlefield, probably very good at COD as well, because he spent a lot of time, both him and his friends, learning how those systems work. I just don't enjoy those systems to do that. That's what. That's all it is, I think. So, fair enough. Uh, it sounds like it's not exactly your cup of tea then, Stu. And I suppose teach his own, eh? Yeah, um, I, I just, like I say, it's... There's, there's it's, updates to come in, though, you never know. Aye, it's sold shows, and... There, there might be something put in for the mere hardcore crowd, do you know what I mean? They kind of appease you. Uh, well, the thing, the, the other kicker was that I never mentioned was the fact that they're, they're, they're pushing heavy for it to be an e-sport. Can he be an e-sport in the position it's in just now? I don't care what anybody says. Can he have that game as an e-sport? And that's just me on a personal level. Battlefield, Codnut are all esports because they're on the level, whereas there's too many variants in Titanfall that would be unweighty, if you know what I mean. But that's just another argument for an R night, isn't it? But it's a good game, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying. It's a personal taste thing. It's no. It's no for. If you're into 
the, that kind of thing it'll hold you for maybe a week and then you want you know but uh, I'll be honest. I'll be honest, you. I'm going to be playing this for the rest of the year quite easily. Aye, but as, and I'll I'll play it as well because at the end of the day, I love the throw again. Nothing like I say. I never I love the throw again and being MVP by like a kill ratio. Like I've got like two kills, I've got two deaths, and I've got like 29 kills on people, actual people. That's a great feeling. Because I know they are western the laurels of the game, and I'm just going out and being a total arsehole and just nailing them every five minutes. You know what I mean? It's it's really cool for that as well. But then that's another story for another night as well. You know. So is that that all you've been playing then, Stu? That's pretty much me up to date. Cool. So Derek, what about you, mate? What you've been up to? Um, most of it is just updates. My Army of Three Devils Cartel. Continues apace to the point that I have pretty much eliminated the population of Mexico. I've got two levels left to go. Um, <laughs> it's, I, I, I've, it's just crazy the amount of people that you mow down in that game. It's it's like contra levels of crazy. Um, still playing some more Donkey Kong on the Wii U. It is it is a really good platformer so far. It's just the amount of little secrets and trinkets and things that are in each level to find means that you can finish it but you'll not finish it. You'll always be coming back to levels to find new things to do. Um, I think I'm about halfway through that and it is, it's been tremendous fun so far. But the big one is probably Infamous Second Son which is the kind of the big PS4 flagship game at the moment. It's their next big exclusive that's come out. And it kind of picks up a good number of years after the end of Infamous 2 on the PS3. I'm assuming that neither of you have played the Infamous games, is that right? No, I'm I'm dabbling with it because I still have this PlayStation sitting here. And I'm I'm dabbling with the idea of taking a a go of that. Right. um, Would you recommend it? I, I really liked the first one. I thought the second one became quite repetitive a bit too early. I suppose you can tell me that are they long games? Like if I was just yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the point where if I'm going to play it, I can't explore fully. I'm looking at the idea that I'm going to have to just breeze through the story if I play it. Do you know what I mean? Um, as as I can, do you think? I would. I'd say they're about 15 hours a piece, maybe up to 20 if you decide to go for the whole completing everything, getting all the side quests, collecting all the collectibles, sort of stuff. Is that playing both sides, the good and evil, or is that just a playthrough? Is it? Yeah, it's just a playthrough. Uh, I I never went back to do the good or evil stuff because most of the decisions in that were, to be honest, they were so ham-fisted that I didn't really want to go through them again. Because unfortunately, in both games, they don't do shades of grey. They give you basically the opportunity to be good or the opportunity to be. To be a complete it's the arsehole. Thing, the one that is, is kind of sticky. I know it's, it's the whole uh, either, either a hero or a villain. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I think it kind of fits that theme even if it is kind of tedious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that... It's a weird kind of thing because it, it, it is a very enjoyable experience. As I said, the first one I really enjoyed playing the first one. But you also can't really get away from the fact that all they do is they tend to make the superhero stuff a replacement for guns in some ways. So you've still got rockets, you've still got grenades, you've still got a kind of pistol type substitution. 
it's just all the little things you do around that to make it a bit more exciting. That's the interesting part. Um, Fair enough. So, so what's this new one brought to the table then? <laughs> okay, mechanically, not much. Is a truthful answer. Um, I've, I'm about four or five hours into it at this point. It takes place in a fictionalised Seattle, so it's not exactly the same. It's obviously a more condensed area. Um, it looks stunning. It's called Seattle. I thought they were all called like no, no. They they definitely name check Seattle. That's because um, the developers of Seattle in it. It's yeah, set in yeah, the same sucker punch. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. It is. It looks fantastic, as you'd expect at this point. There, a lot of the particle effects, smoke effects, are just fant- amazing to look at, really. And I'm not even looking at it on my best TV, but it is quite something to behold at times. You are now a new character. You're not the same character from the previous games. It's not entirely obvious how this all ties into the previous ones, bar the fact that apparently everybody that's got special powers is now effectively a criminal, has been rounded up and is now being sent off to special prisons. Um, And it's one of these prison convoys that the new main character... So his name's Nelson Rowe, and he encounters one of the prison transports carrying these special beings that are called conduits, or as they're known in this game, bioterrorists. Um, and basically inherits inherits power from one of the guys that he encounters. And from that point on, he's off on a mission to, I think, if I'm right, he's going to save a whole bunch of people that have been affected by the these effectively special police. And the only way to do that is, of course, to go up against the main force, the DUP, and take their leader out of action and take her powers. That... It is. Well, yeah, it is. It's very much that sort of idea that everybody has different powers and they can all do slightly different things. And you encounter... You also encounter further bioterrorists slash conduits as you go through the game. But the problem is that that all starts off sounding pretty good and then you start to play it, and it plays pretty much like every the other two infamous games before it, which is to say you've got decent powers, you go into location, that location has lots of bad guys in it, you take them all out with your powers, do an objective, move on. And the actual taking out the bad guys bit, as I said, is just it feels exactly the same as it has done every other time. Which is a bit of a shame, because everything else is very next-gen, to use a phrase I don't entirely like, but everything else is very next-gen. But the, but the mechanics that you're using have been done before. I'm not doing anything I haven't done already, which is a bit disappointing. I mean, it's an open-world game, so there's lots of little side things you can do in various different places as well, but... It's it's a bit underwhelming at points that I'm doing the stuff that I was doing about five years ago with a different character. Is that even with the inclusion of this? What's the two power types? Is it neon and... What's that, sir? The okay. two power, power types that, that, that were bringing into this what? one? Was it like neon power and something else? Well, power? I, haven't, I haven't accessed the neon yet, so I don't know if that's going to be any different. Right now I've just got the first set of powers, well the first power which is smoke, 
Right, and there's a couple of little nice things, but I've basically got, again, a, a machine gun substitute, a rocket substitute, and a grenade substitute. And it's, as I said, it's it's one of those things that, I'm, I'm early in the game, so it may well change within the next four or five hours. But right now, I am just sitting here saying, I've, I've done this all before. It looks really nice, but I, I have done this all before. But it's, and the flip side of that, though, is there's not really a huge amount of games out there that are particularly doing anything different. So, I, I, I may be being a bit picky, to be honest. I've seen it's a party piece on Twitter, somebody did a vine it. Um, if you shake the controller, it sounds like a spray can, then you spray. <laughs> I thought that was quite a cool thing, just, just as a, a tag. Apparently, you get around the world tagging stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's not too bad. It it kind of gets a little bit old after the first two, to be honest. It's like, can I... Because you have to put the controller onto the side, you have to shake it, and then you have to use a touchpad to spray the paint across the mural that you're putting up. And there's a certain point I just went, can can I just press the button and do this now? Because I'm kind See, of... That's, that's the joy of the side looking in. I can just go, that looks cool, but I ain't never going to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things that it was nice. It was nice the first time. It was pleasant the second time. It got a little bit annoying the third time, and by the fourth time, I just really wanted to press the button and be done with it. I mean, I, I still think it is fun. It's just a bit of a shame the mechanics are quite feel quite so dated at this point in time. But I, I am having fun playing it. I'm really intending to finish it, especially because it, it doesn't sound as if it's necessarily the longest or biggest game in the world to do so. Fair enough. Um, anything else to talk about then, Derek? Uh, no, as I said, I've, I've basically just been uh, finishing off the stuff that I have been talking about from last week as well. Streamlined. And uh, I think that's going to be a bit of a, a theme this week, because obviously I got a lot out last episode, so I've only got a few things to talk about here. Right, first, I'm going to talk about Pokemon. <laughs> I've, w- I've been waiting for Stu to be on to this conversation. Sorry. Um, you, you wanted me and Dash, but sadly Dash had mere sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I just got a copy of Pokemon Boys. Which one? <laughs> Don't go there, you're funning his trap. <laughs> he just says Pokemon and then you go, oh, What one? Where was it? Was it any good? No, 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 no. That's nice, Will. You can, can continue if you want. No, 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 I'm not going to have a discussion about it. I'm only doing I'm, I was. More just going to point out, I got mis- I've, I've got so deep into it that I had to get myself a copy of Pokemon Y just so I could get that one exclusive Pokemon fit that I need. Man, you've got a problem, like that, that. That's a sign that you've got a problem. It has been rented in my defence, and it will be getting sent back. It just means I need I to play through the entire story one more time to get to it. I think you can get this through your 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 like kind of live bait trading thing on. Not how you get that. You can trade the wee fuckers online. Aye. I think you can't obtain them through that, no. Nobody wants to. It's all ridiculous trades. It's a... Basically, with an X, you got this Pokemon, uh, Zernies, which is like the Uber Rudolph. As Steve. You get Steve with it. Steve the Reindeer. Right? And you get and, Sean uh, with, with the other one. With Y, you got... Uh, Yvetel, I think its name is. As well, Fred. Y, which is probably... But um, basically, any time you search Yvetel into the GTS, which is the... Out of the top, top people in the know, that's where you trade your Pokemon. Um, <laughs> it's a thing. Anytime you try to trade for it, people want like, shiny Mews 
and uh, Arceus and all these other ones that were like one-up legendaries. And it's like, so things that's not a valuable trade. So Navy's want to trade the one for X for the one for Y, basically. They're all trying to swap the their legendary for something stupid that maybe because it's not worth that. Do you know what I mean? I could just mm. rent the game, play through it, and get it, and then I'm done. So that's that's my plan. I'll be playing a lot of Pokemon again, even though I've always been playing a lot of Pokemon. But to move away from that, uh, I've been playing Journey on the PlayStation. Don't stop yep. believing. Yeah, Journey the game. Uh, it's based on the old arcade cabinet for the eighties. <laughs> oh, such an that awesome. Is, so hey, the old Atari is it? Atari Journey game is like so amazing. Is that is that based off the same thing I'm talking about? Then? I is don't know. Journey did a game called Escape, where you were meant to like, get the whole band to a stage going through space. I know this is really weird, and we went to a really strange level of my knowledge, but I know, <laughs> I know. That's I remember there was an arcade cabinet that was also based after the band, so I don't know. Probably is the same. Probably a knockoff. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll I should. Jackson got his, no, I'm just going to say, I, I don't know if I speak for the rest of the audience, but I don't have a clue what any of you are on about. Johnny, the greatest rock band in the world. Oh, I, 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 I know about the band, it's just everything else. Well, the band was big enough at a point to warrant a video game. Like Michael Jackson? The game was on the Atari. The game seed you fly through space with trying to collect band members. It was really a basic Arkanoid style game. So oh, this yeah. this is the sequel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was brought <laughs> nearly thirty years later. Need a new drummer. For some reason uh, they went for a completely different style and you go I don't even know what you go, you go a wee guy. So no spirit <laughs> you go. <laughs> you go no, you go a wee guy in the desert with a jacket. <laughs> we we jack scarf and a scarf. Well, you don't start with a scarf. To oh. be fair, you get to your first wee place, and n- none of this is properly explained to you, like through. And there's no obviously no talking in this game or anything like that. It's did you do this yourself just before we go on, or did you do it online? We'll get to this. We'll get to right. this point, right? But as I say, like uh, you start off, you get your wee scarf piece. Um, you get the wee flashback that shows you the bigger white wee guy or wee woman I can't really tell and um, clearly this is somebody who you want to get to I couldn't figure out if it was his missus or his god that he was trying to get to and <laughs> yeah, apparently <laughs> apparently the last place that this person was known to be is on this mountain that you can see in the background so the whole game's you trying to get to this mountain uh, you do that by as I say you've got a scarf the scarf allows you to, uh, to jump basically uh, so the scarf will be coming down your back, and in a kind of dead space style, um, the scarf is also, like, as well as being visually on your character, it is also, like, the bar that shows you how much you've used up your jump, if you know what I mean. So if you use up that whole bar, you press the jump button, nothing will happen. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you build up your wee scarf meter by touching other scarf-based things. Uh, I say that because... Aye, at first it's just like wee floating pieces of scarf, or big giant scarfs that you run along, uh, but it gets to the point where there's like, full creatures made out of scarfs. It sounds like a fabric version of Tearaway. It, it's, it's, it's strange. It's, um, the puzzles are there too, there's, there's nothing taxing going on there at all. It's more about discovery than actually solving puzzles. Uh, the, first, the first kind of section had me running about and uh, you had to like, activate these old scarfs that seemed to be like kind of stiff and buried underneath like, the, the kind of desert sand, but you kind of see them jutting out 
Yeah, they like the stiff scarf, that's what I think I should mention, there's only two buttons on this game, apart from like, the directional buttons. There's the jump button, and there's the wee button that makes your guys shout. Blink, blink. Uh, it does like a wee plinky plonky, or else if you hold it in long enough, you'll kind of do a wee jump into there and go, <laughs> it'll send it like a wee sound wave that'll activate things. So uh, you need to activate these wee scarfs, and if you do enough of them, it creates a bridge for you to escape to the area, and you move on to the next place. It, as I say, it wasn't too hard. I think the hard aspect is more about trying to collect all the extra scarf pieces, because they seem to be very optional. Yeah. Um, yeah you asked me to... Um, asked if I played this alongside somebody. Yeah. Well, I, I well many people, same, not just yes, one. I thought it was the same person for a lot of the time. It might not have been. But I did get somebody very early on in the game, and he was leading me all the scarf pieces, so I had a big mama jamma scarf about halfway through the game. Um, you had a doctor too? I, I was enjoying it. It's quite fun. I like the idea that you don't get the person's gamer tag while you're playing. So you kind of contact this person and chat to them while you're playing it, because it kind of... I don't know, there's something nice about it. Do you know what I mean? It's... It didn't feel that you were, like, you know what I mean, it could have been ruined by the fact that you were teamed up with like a ten-year-old wee guy calling you a noob and whatever else that they call you on there, <laughs> do you know what I mean, or you know, any sorts of thing, but just the idea that you were just two wee people and you were just walking about together, any time I found something I was going ping pong, ping pong, the wee person would come out of me and he was doing the same and it just, it felt fun. Um, the first time I felt it though was... <laughs> uh, you get to Sorry. you Sorry. cut scenes doing again when you get to whatever area it is you need to get to and you'll light up this wall and it'll start a kind of cutscene where it's like showing you cave diagrams with, without any explanations so you have to kind of piece together what's been happening for these which I don't think I was clever enough for that but the first time that happened to me the cutscene finished and the guy that was maybe was gone and I actually spent a couple of minutes just looking about the area to see if I could find the wee guy that was with me and I felt quite sad um, so I would definitely say the online aspect of this is, is a lot of fun. I also go, I, so as I said, he kind of handheld me through a lot of it and got me a lot of the extra scarf pieces, but the, my ne- the next person I was teamed up with was somebody who clearly had only found about three scarfs and was kind of struggling and stuff, and I ended up getting to be the person who was kind of leading him about the place and giving him a hand and stuff, so I got, I got to see it from both sides. It's really fun. I, I know a lot of people have said, the, have you played it, Derek? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people commented on, like, oh, the end is so lovely, and it had me in tears, and what the... So I wouldn't go... I wouldn't go... Well, aye. I wouldn't go <laughs> that far. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was as moving as people made it out to be. I thought it was interesting and stuff, and I'm the kind of person that gets all touchy. To is it on par with Toy Story 3? Because I don't get no, Toy Story 3. No. I don't get at that at all. Yeah. You don't get it? I don't get the whole Toy Story 3 greeting, but oh, man, I, I, I don't quite get the bit they mean, but aye, because that seems to be the kind of benchmark for greeting. Aye, uh, it's not, it's not Toy Story 3. Um, it's near Walking Dead Season 1 on the Xbox or whatever. Uh, but I don't know, I just, I don't think I got it as much, but I did really enjoy the, the, the journey. aspects of it. I enjoyed the journey, I enjoyed the discovery. Yeah. It was a lovely looking game. Um, I think platforming was see it didn't have the social aspects and it didn't look as nice or sound as nice as it did I think it would be a crappy platforming game because I don't think the controls could hold a full game I think it's more the discovery and I think like I it's quite a short game and it was about two and a half hours or something it took me and it is probably as much as it needed to be I think I couldn't have played a full game of just that 
Yeah, I mean, it is, it's, it's a game that you really just meant to go through once. You have your experience with it. You come out the other end and then you're, you're done with it, really. You're not meant to be... It's not something you're going to keep playing over and over again unless you've got a bit of a trophy addiction. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, it is, it's about what you see and what you do and who you find when you go through the world to the end point. And it's quite nice at the end when you see the names coming up of all the people that you interacted with throughout the journey. I, I yeah, thought that was quite yeah, a nice that. little touch. Yeah. And I enjoyed the last, the very last section of the game. There was, there was, you got, I did get that, I, I didn't get the sadness before it, but I got the, uh, definitely got the sense of wonder on that last, yeah. like, section of the game where I was just like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those noise coming from me, yeah. I'll say that much. I'll certainly say uh, that the final climb, I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way, the final climb that you do, I thought was impressively done. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's well handled. But yeah, I recommend it for a tenor. It's a, it's a good experience for a tenor if you. But as long as you go in with the understanding that you're playing a game that isn't taxing and that is not going to last you long at all, as long as yeah. you as long as you know that going in, then it's fair enough. And yeah, I enjoyed it. It's been beefed up for the PlayStation Four, isn't it? That game company didn't that flower and flow in there for it, have they? Maybe. Uh, Journey Journey is not out on the PS4 but Flower and Flow definitely are but they've really just done little more than given it a resolution upgrade and made it work with the DualShock 4 mm. controller um, I've played it on this so I'm done with it uh, and I think that's the unless I do decide to give Infamous a go I'd say that's me done with the, with the Playstation side of things so, I don't need to hold up that mantle anymore anyway, because we've got Terry and Derek now anyway. <laughs> well, how, did, how, did you, how did you find it? Just out of, cause obviously, as an experience? Yeah, uh, just generally, because you're, you're moving from one ecosystem to a completely different ecosystem. and I mean, the PlayStation 3 is not necessarily the most user-friendly thing in the world, I don't think. So, I'd just be interested to see how you right. found the whole thing, experience. Well, what I would say is, um, there's some things actually, uh, and controversial here too, there's some, in some ways I got on a bit better with the PlayStation, but in a lot of ways I didn't either. Uh, I, I don't like the updates and the downloads and stuff, but that's been talked, uh, that's, until I'm blue in the face we could talk about this, and it is probably 90% of the issue with the console for me. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else has this uh, this experience that I do, but I seem to find that my Xbox being connected to my Wi-Fi loses signal every now and again and kicks me out. Not not from the game, but kicks me off Xbox Live and I need to re-sign in. Mm. But in the three months maybe that I've had this PlayStation, it never happened once while I was playing it, and it okay. just leads me to think that it does it as it. Better wirelessly or something like that. I don't know. Well, I know that um, the weird just mentioned that because last night, uh, like I said, I was up there and uh, he's got a one and a three sixty and a PS four, and the PS four yeah. picks up Wi Fi through his through his walls, no worries. Uh-huh. But his three sixty struggles like need this business to get the Wi Fi, and the uh, the one just gets it, but he uses a connection with that one. So I think they might have a bit more beefier wireless. But we all know. If you're doing it right, you should be using a rooted line as well, because that's the purest connection when you're playing that's online. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, because I've 
my 360 and my PS3 are both wireless and are both, but they're very, very close to the router. I mean, they're literally just, you know, a couple of feet away and neither of them have any of those sort of issues. Um, well, was I will say... Was Will's router in the same room? Or was it no, another? it's in the hall. See, that's what I'm thinking with like Andy's problem, because his is like doing the hall in, in a room phase room. Mm. So it's kind of very similar to what you're saying. I live it's... in a small house, mate. When I say, for, I mean, when I say doing the hall, I mean like 10 metres from me. Aye, well, he's about that as well. His is in the living room in the back one. He's doing the back wall, two rooms down, you know. Because it was just, he was saying the thing going, we were trying to get both of them on the wireless last night, and none of the two of them were really all, were interested, but the, the PS4 was happy as Larry, just like, oh, I'll go and, you know, it's like, thing cool. So. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, and I will say that the PS4 handles the downloads and updates so much better than the PS3 did. It's not even funny. But even small files, like, see, I'd, I don't know, the, from the, the counterpoint of you, on the Xbox, if I'm downloading something that's, you know, a gigabyte, like maybe 1.2 gigabytes or something, um, it'll do that in, say, 10 minutes, it'll download that, which is slowish, but it's not ridiculously slow. But to download something of the same um, size on, my, on the PlayStation was taking a long, long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like a good few hours to get through it. Yeah, no, I've, that's so, always been the case with my PS3. I've always hated that system. It's horrible yeah. for it. But in terms of, like, the actual infrastructure, like, the, how usable it was and stuff like that, uh, to bear in mind that I had, I've already had a PlayStation before in the past, PlayStation mm-hmm. 3, so I was kind of used to everything. I knew where everything was already. It hasn't changed uh, since the last time. That's quite telling as well, because... You know how the Xbox has evolved like, five times? If the PlayStation stood the same since you had yours back in 1918, 40 or something. It's, it's, it's not exactly stayed the same. And to be fair, if you talk to a lot of people, they would rather the 360 regressed its dashboard layout as opposed to as it is just now as well. Yeah, that's just for folk who want to be hipsters. <laughs> I've got an issue with that. You know what I mean? But that's another you got problem. Issue I've just got an issue with folk moaning about ads. I don't mind. Ads are there to, like, they're there. There's nothing you can do about it. That's part of the parcel. I don't care, right? But to sit and go, I don't use my Xbox because it's got ads on it. So you don't, re- you don't read magazines. You don't watch films. You don't watch any film then with product placement in it. Because technically that's ads. You know? But that's I don't know. I turn it straight off. Aye, the minute you, you put a film straight on it. Straight in the bin. You see the car. You just see a car come towards you, that's it, film's done, yeah. can't watch it, because that's what people are like, some people are yeah. listening to it, like, if I was wanting ads shoved in my face, I'm like, so you watch no, you watch zero entertainment, you read nothing. Some of them really annoy me though, to be honest, and again, this is one of them things where it's a discussion for another time, but like one of my favourite films is, and I know it's not everybody's, is Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Oh, I love that film, I love it. How many times does he have to specifically mention that he only drinks Coke Zero yep. in that yep. film? Do you know what I mean? Yep. But aye, yep. as I say, another time. But aye, that's, that's my after Christmas, kid lost. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> the, 
as I say, four years ago when I was playing this game, I was, I'd been playing Civ a wee bit, like I'd, I had it on the laptop, I was quite, I was quite into it, but I hadn't got good at it yet, and I remember getting to the point where, I can't remember what the two difficulties at the start, it's like, uh, something and then Warlord, and then it's King, and I could play it on Warlord, which I believe is the second difficulty, no problem, I'm talking about like, no even breaking a sweat, it was too easy. But then you made the jump up to King and it was like ridiculously hard. And I just couldn't win. And that was when I, got, I gave the game away because I was like, I'm, I'm done with this now. I'm never going to get past this. Now. What I would say is, now, in, the, in the interim years, I've been playing it on the PC quite a lot like whenever I get some free time to do it. And the PC version has like seven difficulties, so there's a bit many, a kind of gradual thing. And obviously I've got to the point where I can play it a wee bit higher in the PC. And now I'm kind of... I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm no bragging on anything, boys, but that, that king difficulty is nothing. You know what I mean? I hate when folks sit and say they're the best at a game. You know that? I really uh, hate it. Uh, <laughs> Looking in a mirror. Hello. No, I'm definitely no, I'm definitely not at the data level yet, which is the the highest difficulty. But I'm, I'm no, I'm no at the point where I can comfortably play it on king, and I'm very happy with that. Which is meaning the the achievements for it aren't completely out of my reach. And I know I don't go for achievements in it a lot, but if it's a game that I like like this, uh, and I can see some of the achievements are enjoyable to go for, then I'm gone for it now. Do you know what I mean? But I couldn't even experiment with that in the past. Also, it's spurred me on to play Civ 5 on the the PC as well. Again, uh, well, I, I've, I've been playing Civ 4 up until now, but I, I bought Civ 5 fairly recently, and for some reason I never even installed it, and I'm loving that as well. But what I would say is uh, I'd really like to get a multiplayer game of Civilization Revolution, but it would require the players to like sacrifice an entire night, I'd imagine. Well, so I've got a copy. I've got a, I, I bought a copy. Of, that's a true story. I bought a copy. Is Comet went under? Um, Comet went under for five years, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And I've had it sitting on my shelf, and I think I've played it twice. Yeah, I've, I've got a copy sitting in my shelf as well, actually. Well, what it, what it was a rare um, game, wasn't it? It was quite a rare game to find at a point. Yeah, and now everybody's got it. What, what I would say is though. And this isn't in any way the kind of show-offy kind of thing or anything, but what I would say is if you're not accustomed to playing it on the King difficulty, the second highest, then it wouldn't be even any point in playing it alongside me because there's two different... I mean, when you play it in the first two difficulties... You play uh, Battlefield with me. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's a I'll play, thing, though. I'll play it's Civilization with you. You know what I, I mean? But the difference is I can play a game of Battlefield in ten minutes where you decide I don't like it, but... To play, to play for a full night, like a full five-hour game of Civilization, yeah. and yeah. be like, oh, that was bollocks, because I couldn't do anything, and that, um, it would be a waste of your night, is what I'm getting at. Mm. But I'd like, I'd even get a wee bit of practice in and try it out and get, get used to the kind of... What you, what you need to... What, basically how it works is, um, there's four different types of victory in it. Uh, it's domination, financial, culture, and science, Right? See, when you're playing the game and you're not entirely sure about it, you're building technologies up as you go along, whatever, you're just going for things that will benefit you at the time and stuff like that. And you'll probably win on the lower two difficulties because the AI hasn't been programmed to try and win. So there's mm. no ambition, really. Unless you really, really doddle and don't do anything, you're, you're going to win the game uh, through one of the forms. But the idea is once you move to King, you need to learn how to specialise. So you need to start going, right, I'm going for financial victory only. I need to like, start learning to how to appropriately n- neglect your culture and your science 
but not too much so that your so that your people are revolting and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but you've got to learn how to balance that. What can I ignore and what can I not ignore? Do you know what I mean? And that's that's what you need to learn for the king difficulty. And if you were playing against me, then obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna know exactly what I want to go for. And you guys would be kind of like going right. I'm gonna build this because it's cool and that because it's cool. And it would have been a wasted night fees. So again, yeah. it's not a bragging thing. It's just it's. The way this, the jump between those two difficulties changes it so much. Do you know what I mean? It's appreciating a long game as opposed to the short game. That's what you kind what of you don't about. What you don't want it is you don't want to try the bold game. I've got the bold game at home. <laughs> and it it took, fun. The first time we played, I mean, it took me uh, like no no sitting in the one spot for the whole time. But it <laughs> took me, over the course, say, a week to sit and read that bloody instruction manual. And I had to keep going back over bits because I hadn't quite understood them. It took ages. And the first night we played it, because I spent one night with my cousin popping all the... It's one of them board games like, where you get all the different frames full of little tokens to pop no, out. Like one of them cardboard frame, frames. And um, it took me and my cousin like a good hour and a half to pop out all these things. Um, and the first night we played it, it took us about... The first hour it was just setting everything up, putting the board down, getting everybody their things out putting all the pieces where they needed to be sitting and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And it took us to, I think we started at about 9 o'clock, we're actually playing it, and we were playing it until 4 o'clock in the morning. Jesus Christ. So I, I, I don't recommend that if you want to save some time either. But that's what I've been up to. A lot of civilization and Pokemon. Uh, but So that's, that's what we've all been up to then. Um, Right, we've got something else, we've got something special for you now for the next few minutes. We're, we're going to go away and you're going to hear from a roving reporter, Jay Stokes, uh, who met up with Dash at Resd and they're going to tell us a wee bit about that. So take it away boys. Hello, this is Dash, I'm currently at the Birmingham NEC up here to see Resd and I found, I found a strange lonely man. Hello Jace. Hello, mate. Uh, long time no speak on here. Um, Say hello to your listeners. I will. Hello, listeners, who are very loyal listeners, um, who are probably missing me lots, I'm sure. Um, yes, we're here at Res. We um, have had this arranged for a long, long time to come down to Birmingham, to the NEC, to Res, up. to see, well, up for some, across a little bit for me. Um, for um, Res, which is obviously Eurogamer's um, Indian PC show, little midterm thing before the Eurogamers. Um, so we've been playing some games and having a look at some games, haven't we, mate? And looking at some beer. Uh, we've looked at lots of beer, and lots of beer has been consumed, lots of um, food has been consumed. Um, but we did come to see some games, and we've done that. Um, and Dash was very, very excited when he turned up. Um, what were you excited about, Mr. Dash Boxer? Um, Murder Soul Suspect was the game that I really wanted to see. I mean, we saw it at Eurogamer very briefly last year. Um, I think that was the thing that I know that I think Stuart did it as well, where you got to lie on the floor and have your photo taken standing over your own dead body, which is kind of the premise of the game. You're a detective who um, gets shot right at the beginning, uh, and then you quite literally investigate your own murder. Um, so having played it now, and played the opening chapter, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, you wander around, you possess sort of the policemen that are investigating the crime scene and so on, and you look through their eyes and read their notebooks um, and sort of gather all the clues together. So there's a bit of an L.A. noir thing going on there, and you pick up all the um, all the notes. You saw it as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, I didn't have a play because I think standing behind people waiting in the queue 
you often see too much of the demo, you know, and you, you don't really need to play it. Um, I saw a few things. What did you get from playing as a ghost? Because that's obviously something that's fairly um, original to this game. I don't think it's been done very much before. Um, what was the ghostliness like? Did you get to use many ghost powers? Well, you certainly get to walk through walls. So just imagine a game without clipping, really. <laughs> um, so that was quite cool. So uh, no collision detection problems were in your experience. No collision detection needed. Um, it did look like there was lots and lots of words on the screen, lots of uh, commands, lots of uh, hand-holding, lots of things telling you what to do. Was that mainly because of the first bits of tutorial? I, 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 or was think, it yeah, I, think it, I think it was the tutorial. So yeah, there are lots of, as you gather the clues, certainly on the tutorial level, it tells you how many clues you've got to find. So you'll sort of wander around from different locations within the crime scene area, looking at different things, bullets on the ground, glass that's come out the window that you were flung out of and so on. Um, and yeah, you investigate those and it gathers all that information together and I think you later on make a deduction based on all of these clues and which seems the most appropriate thing to determine who was, who's caused the, um, who's caused your murder and so on. But um, there's a whole heap of other stuff in there. Yeah, I was um, having a chat with some of the Square Enix guys who were presenting the game there today mm. and um, helping people to get along with the demo. And um, they were saying that generally um, that they, they, they're using what they call a hub-and-spoke system, so the hub of it is the main storyline that runs through, trying to solve your own murder. But coming off that, there's all little side quests, there's little extra bits you can learn about the town that you're in, about the people that you're meeting. Um, so there's lots more information to gather there to flesh the story out and to, and to, to find out more things. And I think... Um, a lot of the collectibles in the game are based upon those extra stories, extra subplots that are in there. So um, it sounds like there's a lot there, um, story-wise, to, to, to get your teeth into. Eventually. Yeah, I mean, I hope that the, the side missions and the, and the collectibles and so on sort of have somewhat more relevance um, sort of the wider story as opposed to something like, um, something like Thief, where you're just collecting those sort of side missions and so on just for the sake of prolonging the game. Yeah, well, they were saying that it's based in uh, Salem, Massachusetts, so that's obviously a yeah. town that's got a big history of witch trials and, and various other things that have gone on. So um, they said there's some revealing of, of those sort of things and how things tie in together. So, um, Pet Cemetery was Salem as well, wasn't yeah, it? I I think think it was, yeah, I think it was. So there's, there's, there's lots there, you know, and it, it sounds really good, and you are saying it plays pretty well? Yeah, yeah, it was very responsive. Um, it was running natively on a PS4. Um, and was actually the first time I ever got to play with a PS4 controller. I mean, always avoided touching one up until now. quite like them, you know. Do you uh, feel the love for the PS4 after doing that? I do that? feel that, well, that we have been having discussions today about who's bought <coughs> the wrong console. <laughs> um, I don't know, did I? So no, I'll nah. get one one day. All right, that, that conversation's going to rain on. I know yeah. it can continue going on. Um, the main one that I want to talk about, and I know that Will and Shu were quite excited to hear about this game, um, was there was a playable demo for the first time of Alien Isolation. Um, there wasn't much of a queue for it when I went in there yesterday morning. I, I, no, there was a big queue for it when I got there this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I queued up for it. I, I, I was perfectly happy to queue up and, and see the, the big thing of the show. You know, um, I went in there. I decided to play it on um, PC because the, the queue had split down to different formats. I played it on PC, which was basically just playing with a, an Xbox 360 controller anyway. Um, so the demo that you get sees you um, going on to the Nostromo 15 years after it's um, been lost mm -hmm. to recover the black box. Um, you go on there, and in this demo there are no weapons um, to use. There's a melee button, but no actual weapons to use. It's all about um, using the motion tracker to keep yourself hidden from the solitary alien that's on the ship. Um, 
using shadows, using um, hiding underneath desks, inside lockers, um, lots and lots of stealth about it. That, that, that's obviously the, the main point of it. Um, what I got from it was a really atmospheric um, feeling. It's um, because you've got the headset on, the sounds are really good, it really sounds like you're there. The um, graphics obviously help a lot because it's, it's really good graphics on there um, with it being next gen. Um, the, the, the feeling of tension having this thing stalking you. Um, the AI of the alien wasn't particularly good, people have said that, but it is really early in there and, and hopefully they can, they can tune the AI a bit more. But, um, yeah, really the, the atmospherics and, and the tension aspects of it is, is what they're going for, and that works really well. So I think they announced the release date, I think it's October the 4th or October the 7th. I think they've just announced that today as well here. Um, what version were you playing on? What versions did they have in there? Uh, they had the PS4, Xbox One, and the PC. As I say, I was playing on PC mm-hmm. with, with an Xbox pad, so... Um, there's not going to be much between them, to be honest with you, at this stage. Is they're all going to be built off the same engine. So, um, so how long was the demo? The demo was probably a good 20, 25 minutes, so really worth the wait. You know, give me yeah. plenty of time. Um, I didn't even stay to the end of it, to be honest with you. I'd, I'd seen enough once I've been eaten by an alien a few times, but um, certainly the, the reason there was a queue was because it took so long. And there's enough stations in there that there were probably... Um, 16 stations for each uh, platform so it was nice and nice and quick to get people through really um, but yeah good things and I think uh, the highlight for me is going to be able to if we can get Will to twitch this when he's playing this game because mm. he's a big Aliens fan as mm. we know and he's a big scaredy cat as well as we know so um, that could be an epic one to look forward to watching uh, Will play a bit of isolation <laughs> um, other than the big games we've talked about there uh, lots of indie stuff um, Nothing particularly of note that I want to talk about now. Um, lots of things. Maybe. Looks quite cool. Yeah, Flocked isn't really indie because it's Team 17, isn't it? Which yeah, is yeah. not really indie anymore. But um, yeah, Flocked was, was another good one. That's uh, The premise of that is the sheep from Worms escaping from the weapons factory. It's basically uh, a new version of Lemmings. It, that's the way it plays, but lots of gore in there and the sheep getting destroyed in various ways. And so that was, that was quite fun to play. Um... Lots of other things that we've seen before, uh, but also a nice new wave of indie games coming through. Um, obviously, back at Eurogamer, there were uh, the, the, the games that, are, that have now come out, or, or the indie games. Um, and the next wave is coming through, people trying to do things with multiple screens, uh, using multiple devices, lots of people um, with iPads interacting with, with things on the screen. So there's, there's lots of thought there of using devices in different ways, so that could be interesting stuff coming up soon. Mm. Um, did you see much else apart from the pub? We saw a bus. We didn't go on it. Oh, we saw the Razor bus. No, we didn't go on that. There's a queue for that bus. It was very strange queuing up for a bus. Um, yeah, pretty much more of the same. The retro stuff was there again. That was always good. Had a, had a few games of Micro Machines. That's a, this is a game I always tend to play with people when it comes to these. Is Micro Machines. Um, anything else we need to talk about? I don't think they really. No, well, that, that's our brief little rundown anyway. There's lots of things yeah, we've missed. I mean, there's a, there's a Titanfall Championship going on. There's a Minecraft Championship going on. Um, there's, um, yeah, it's, it's quite busy. Um, it's not like Eurogamer, but it is like Eurogamer. It's like a smaller version, I suppose. Isn't it it yeah, is. It's, it's more compact, but um, certainly comparing Res this year to last year, it's a lot bigger than it was. Mm. Um, it certainly seemed really sparse last year. There wasn't a great deal of stuff, and it was quite spread out, but um, they filled up one of the one of the smaller halls here this time so um, yeah it, it only bodes well for the future and if they do 
start thinking about making uh, two Eurogamers a year up here or, or bringing Eurogamer entirely up here. Um, the venue's fantastic for it, I think. Um, because there's a Weatherspoons right next door. There's a Weatherspoons right next door. <laughs> Mainly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's our brief little run now. We've missed loads of things, but obviously everything that's on the floor there we're going to see going forward um, later in the year. We're going to see again at Eurogamer. Um, so hopefully that gives you a little bit of a picture of Rest, and um, that's it. I'll be back soon. Dash will be back soon. Yeah. Um, we'll catch you then. Yeah. Um, Jace, it's lovely to see you. Thanks, again. man. Yes. We've had sure a manhood or two, haven't we? We have, and I'm sure everybody's pleased to hear your lovely well, voice. Unless Will cuts me out of this edit, he will. but never mind. Yeah. Right. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'll catch you soon. Um, this is Jason Dash signing off from Riz. Bye bye. Hi, so, so there you are, people. Jace Oaks, apparently not eaten by zombies, as we, as we first suspected. Uh, good to he- good to hear his voice again, and we're missing you, mate. That's something you would say to beat Jace. But uh, aye, right, let's move on. So, shall we move on to the want and do not want section of the show? I want ten dollars. Was I do not want. So, the first thing we're going to talk about this week, and we've been remiss not to bring this up, is the news that Facebook has bought Oculus Rift. What do you think about this, fellas? Meh. I, I think it's going to work out, for the consumer, probably a good deal, because the amount of backing that Facebook can put in will mean that the units that eventually come out to consumers should be at a more affordable price. And it should also mean that people who want to invest within the platform in terms of creating software for it should be quite confident as well that they've got something behind it that's going to back it quite heavily. So it's it's a bit of a win-win, although there have been people from the Kickstarter campaign who are not quite so happy with it. Yeah. All the folk are getting refunds off it, I'm, I'm hearing. I can kind of see where they're coming for the Kickstarter people because I believe the argument is that people have kickstarted this based on that's what's funding it and then now suddenly they've got the funding for this big corporation that people don't want it because Facebook doesn't have the best name amongst gamers especially, does it? Do you know what I mean? No. It's, it's looked at as being very annoying. So now I like Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Hi, Mark. There's a couple of... <laughs> I'm just I'm just thanking them for my kickback there, um, but yeah, I, I use it and it's a thing that exists. I don't hate it as much as some people, but it's kind of put people off being attached to this. And as I say, the idea of I think funding something that just inevitably ended up getting bought by somebody else anyway. But yeah, I, I, I don't know that they've got much to much to really moan about either, though, have they? Well, no, because there's nothing in the Kickstarter that says if we don't get an offer to be bought we're not going to take it because you've given us money any Kickstarter that anybody funds for any either game music, film, product anything, if that gets if a company comes in and decides to put a stake in that company that's, that's not anything that you have any control over you just want to help them get a start because it's in the name. It's a Kickstarter. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to end up that way, but people just—I think people seem to have an idea that they have a bigger say in what happens to the company than they actually do, which isn't the case, to be honest. 
no, as I said, I, I, I think legally there's not, there's not a leg to stand on there, but I can see how people would be annoyed at it, but yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> and still, you've not got much to say about this, eh? Uh, if anything, the most exciting thing that's come out is Microsoft have ran a paint for about 70, 90 paints involving VR glasses. Now, I know it's not exactly in the same league, but I think the concept of wearing VR glasses where you can maybe be doing more than what's been seen, i.e. maybe like Google glasses, though you look really creepy if you wear Google glasses, if I'm honest. Um, if you wear maybe some kind of glasses where you'll be able to see things as well as wear a headset comfortably, would be great, whereas the Oculus Rift's still a bit, I'll, I'll get refined, but I still think it's a big, bulky piece of tech, whereas our kind of like, obviously, obviously I like the idea of Microsoft, so we're going to go with the glasses, but aye, that came out this week as well, that they right. rushed through, but equally, I would have liked to have seen Google try and buy the Rift, or Microsoft try and buy the Rift, because obviously Sony's gone it as rightly so, Sony should go it alone, and with the Morpheus, you know, because um, obviously um, I don't know much about it but I know I was at a Playstation Access event about two years ago and I've actually got pictures of me wearing it they had like a headset they had a kind of prototype headset that had like two screens on it and when yeah. you put it on it was kind of it was cool but it wasn't 3D it was kind of just like panoramic vision it's like you saw a really big picture in front of you but it was more a kind of um, they, were, they were running I think they were running local local through it or something. It was something crazy, but it was quite cool. But uh, oh, the only thing I remember was when I took it off my head, I broke it because the the, the strap that goes around your head popped to the other side. Um, but they were saying then that the headsets were going to retail for about seven hundred, eight hundred pound at market. But then I've never I've never seen them come. So I think it might be that yeah. might have been re put back in the pot and Morpheus might be like a kind of amalgamation of all of this stuff coming back yeah. you know? I mean no doubt they've probably been working on this sort of stuff for years probably the same amount of time that the Oculus Rift people have been looking at this sort of stuff it's a Playstation 4 only device currently works through a box that connects to the PS4 and then connects to the actual headset looks as if they're going to utilise the Playstation camera and possibly the move controllers as well to give it a, a possibly a better ability to track head movements and actual arm movements, which is one thing that the Rift does lack. It's quite good with the head movement part, but it doesn't really have anything bar a standard controller to actually access where you're moving and how you're moving. So nice there's treadmill comes in there. Ah, uh, yeah, but obviously <laughs> it's not the sort of thing that is quite as accessible. So the only problem that the the Morpheus uh, may have is that it is going to be a one device only platform and while the Rift is PC only at this point too it's the PC has possibly got a much greater ability to expand out than the Morpheus may do but Sony may make it uh, a multi-platform thing anyway coming up so who knows I think they'll do it built into the TVs I think that's where that's like the next logical step with it. and obviously Sony throw TVs to the market didn't they so yeah. I think well, it'll be interesting if Panasonic maybe get involved as well you know because it is kind of like new tech because I think 3D tellies are fun in their arse a wee bit yeah so well they're 2D they're 2D and it's a hit ratio but like I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but a good example is my family, right? There's me and my brother and my mum and dad. But the four years, I'm the only person who can actually see 3D because the rest of them all wear glasses and due to the 
conditions, they wear their glasses for, 3D doesn't work with them. So yeah. it's a very small, and I know I was, I was at a presentation with Sony a few years ago at Edinburgh, and um, they were throwing stats, like it's only like 20% of the public and stuff. Even that, that's total garbage for like penetration, because then that's 20% that you're alienating, you know? Penetration? <laughs> I think what well, I don't think this will end up. I don't think either VR device will end up being a mass market thing, primarily because there's thing. It's a wearable device, and it's a wearable device that it's probably the, not the most comfortable thing in the world to be wearing for hours upon end anyway. Or social. That's the yeah, thing. yeah, it's the sort well, of thing that glasses. I can imagine that's it's going to keep out. I mean, what Sony are doing in terms of their TV stuff is the PlayStation Now integration, which I think that's probably going to be a bigger deal for them in the future than the Morpheus stuff, to be honest. Hmm. Fair enough. But then it could be like, it, just to sorry there, but it could be just like, mind the 90s, mind when you had like all these fucking weird peripherals and shit appearing and all that, you know what I mean? It could be, we've just hurt that level again in the market where they're willing to take a wee gamble and bring out a piece of rub- a yeah. piece of plastic that's, because like the Virtual Boy, I know that's a kind of so-and-so, but that kind of just like it's worth the bet to fire it to market just to see if it will take, you know. Yeah, I think this. I I think they'll be both be more successful and do well enough that they will make a small bit of money. But I don't think they'll be mass market devices. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm I'm certainly I'm interested in Oculus Rift, especially after playing it at Eurogamer this year. That suction simulator was. It's not, not just the hilarity of that, just being in it as well, it's so fun, it worked so well, so, I don't know, I'm interested to see what comes for it, but, fair enough, uh, want or do not want? I, I want, I want both, to be honest, I think both would be interesting things. Um, I'll wait until Microsoft gets theirs, but as as the two of them, I don't really see, a, I don't see the two of them affecting me really in my, my coming life, majorly, so. But the thing as well was when I was reading the, the, the Facebook one, they were saying like the idea of a doctor using it, like a doctor would put it on to see his patient and stuff. Right. Which I don't, I don't see how that. Well, who knows what they're going to do with it? But I can, if it, that would majorly change the game. If you can imagine being a doctor in a surgery and you've got a client somewhere in Bangladesh somewhere and you just put the headset on and you can see them, you know what I mean? That kind of changes the game. But then you can't really. You know, diagnose really that well, can you? But it's an it's 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 another application for the, the software, you know. Fair enough. Uh, so uh, I don't I get if that was a one or do not want for you, Stu. Uh, was a nah, uh, maybe. I don't a know. Meh. Yeah. Imagine it's a, it's a it's a do one for me because we all watched Lawnmower Man in the past. Mm. And we all we all wanted that, didn't we? I, no, I do not want known more man. I'll say that much now. That's the last thing I want to happen. Just think about it, but right, how long do you think it'll be till the military picks it up and runs it? Because imagine, right, they've got all these drones. Oh, have they already? Well, that's the thing, because they've got all these drones, right, that they fly using 360 controllers. How much more advanced would they be able to do to put a headset on the pilot with a 360 controller to fly the drone? You know what I mean? So... As they say, nothing forwards nothing forwards technology quite like a war or quite like conflict. So who knows? You know what I mean? War that's a, never that's a changes. <laughs> war changes everything. <laughs> so fair enough. Next story is then we're going to talk about 
Oh, that was a shit way to put it that. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, Death so, by drone, fair enough. So yeah, um, moving away from the controversial topic that we're on right now, let's talk about let's talk about aliens, Stu. Oh. Well, well, you don't get to do that very often on the show. Do you I know. I mean, I got to talk about Pokemon, so I'll let you talk about aliens for a bit. It's a Tell us about aliens. You know what I mean? Aliens, aliens is um, returning, us returning, uh, what was scheduled as a as a it's been on the cards for a while after certain games came out in the past is now the creative assemblies crack at the whip, which is Alien Isolation, which basically sees it stripped back to a glorified game of hide and seek apparently. Um, where oh you man, that's so negative sounding. <laughs> Sorry. For what, for what essentially looks... Well, I'm, I'm going to be here, right? I'm Jimmy about that other game we're not going to mention. And I bought into it watching trailers and getting this and that and all that. And I've seen what folk at Res said, because it was playable at Res. And for what I've heard from people on Twitter and stuff and that that were there and just the vibe there was saying it's amazing. But then there was a really amazing trailer and a playable demo in another game so I'm still jury so far out on this, it's unreal, it looks good on at face value, it looks really good it looks really atmospheric, it looks to be a very alien game, a very survival horror game a very kind of play with the lights out game it's no gun hole, there's very few weapons in it and the concept is, I've heard like if you shoot your weapon, you attract the alien the alien will come and find you and stuff um there's only one alien in it as well, which is quite interesting. Um, and on the whole, it seems on paper, on blue paper, on blueprint paper actually, it seems really interesting. But again, until the box packages out in the shelves, I ain't buying shit because I've been burnt bad before. You'll buy it if everybody says it's crap. <laughs> I don't, I love it. I'm like, this is the best game ever. Are you trying to tell yourself that? <laughs> but aye, so it's, it's, when, when did you say the release date was for them? October of the 7th. Yeah, I'll have that. It's Good interesting Halloween. that they've obviously decided to game. go down a route that is more in tune with something like Amnesia on the PC, which is a an exploration game with a sense of dread without necessarily showing you something that is scary. It's just making you want, feel uncomfortable within an environment and trying hmm. to move that into a franchise that's well known and it's, it's probably something that needs to happen with an alien scheme because any anything that's action based just hasn't worked so far because they've not had the right teams on it well I know you can make one game with 20 teams and we know what happened there but I think if you were to get a license to somebody somebody well versed in FPS or combat then like imagine XCOM Reskinned for aliens. That's been done already, though, is it not? Uh, well, no, there was an RTS called Alien Extraction, which Alien vs Predator, sorry, Extraction, which is really good, but it was an RTS. It was made a base management, collecting things, building units, kind of thing, you know. Um, it wasn't quite on the level of the co- the kind of the XCOM style thing, whereas in that you you had hundreds of units, whereas in that you would only have four and stuff. I think uh, a turn-based thing would take away the immediacy of the aliens, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but even, like, if you were taking it to, like, I know you've played the Bureau, you know how the Bureau's got that kind of slow-mo thing, where uh, mm-hmm. it still continues, but it gives you time to make tactical options. Again, I, would, I could see myself taking, take, the, the horror element I'm thinking here, right, I could see myself being taken away from it with that, 
Because mm. anytime something scary would jump out of me, I would just bump, bump it straight into slow motion mode to get away from that. Sure. It would become my safety net. Uh, and I like the way horror games have been gone over the years, like the well, Dead Space thing, where you can't properly, like, you have yeah. to go through your inve- inventory without mm. pausing the game and stuff. I think that's a really, really good mm. step. There's another good on. example there. The guys uh, that did Dead Space gave them the license, you know what I mean? They, they, they've proven they can handle... But the no, the guys that made the third one keep them the hell away from it. I've, well, that's the thing, but the thing I said as well about that is, it has a feel, and I was being honest when I was playing it, it had a feel of Aliens. It was very more actiony. It was very more... Up- I yeah. really enjoyed it because I played it with the kind of mindset. I didn't play it with the mindset. I played it and I went, this is really like aliens. I'm running about shooting guys and stuff and that and it's, it's really actiony. And I went, well, the first that, two... As I said, we're not talking about uh, that Aye. game in particular, but what I would say is that game um, suffered for being too light a lot of the time. It did the rest of the game. Well, it was on a Aye, where, where it was, there was far too much, you could see too much. A lot aye, well you're coming in and he's one fear, you know what I mean? That's, well this, this this game seems to be the one yeah. for you, because this, this follows this new template of the, you're more an observer, and you interact with elements in the world, but you don't yeah. actually interact with anything in the world, if that makes sense. I think it's one of the things that we've tried so long to try and find a way to get an action game out of an Aliens franchise. That I I don't I don't know if that's ever been something that's going to work so well because the an alien is something that realistically no one should be able to take on alone. But we've all, in most games you do have to take them on alone, and it's I'm not sure it's ever really found a way for you to be a superhero against something that should that can ravage whole colonies in one go. Whereas this one, because it's such a, a relatively tight space, and you're not out to kill it, you're just out to make sure you're not killed. It's a bit survival in it. Yeah, I think that can make that can make all the difference in this respect. Yeah. So I will get about rolling here and say massively, hugely do want. Uh, I am not uh, going into this with it. I'm going. Do you know what? I'm, I'm gonna let my. Gonna, I'm gonna put my heart on the line one more time. How many times? How many times, Will? <laughs> I, I'm, go, uh, I'm, I'm gonna say I want it. I want the game to be good, and then I'll take it from there. Okay. And um, it needs to be on the shelves before I see it. Because another thing to remember, Will, is Creative Assembly make RTS historic war games by nature. They don't make anything like this ever so although they have done once in a game if I remember it called Spartan on the original Xbox I think oh no you're thinking of Viking is it Vi- aye Viking uh, uh, I'm, Viking sure was, I'm sure there was one about either way I think I'm sure Viking Asgard was, was one of their games but that's a third person hack and slasher but anyway yeah. aye, it's, it's just a bit of a kind of weird in recent times for their back catalogue it's a weird shift because it makes you wonder were they working on an RTS maybe <laughs> and then the shit hit the fan um, who knows but ah, yeah, it looks good and it'll be interesting to see how much longevity it has you know because yeah. it might be a case of you play it and there's only maybe the campaign maybe like three, four hours long just because of the nature of the game you know yeah maybe so. maybe but when you play yeah. Daughter that's also quite important yes aye that's it's canon it's canon it is canonical, it does work as long as she doesn't die at the end of it. And Bishop doesn't, and 
Hicks doesn't appear on it. <laughs> but Lance Hendrickson's definitely going to show up at some point. He has to. Yeah, mate, he gets a wage out of everything. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a robot, I never got old. So the the next thing on the agenda is the, the news that Metro is moving up to the Xbox One. Yeah, it's rumoured it's getting an X-Gen uh, release. Well, not oh, so co- it's not news, it's just... It's strongly hinted with a brick through the window um, that it's going to be the first game, which is brand new. That's brand new at the table because patrons of the Swine Show will know that I've been barking on about Last Light ever since you played Last Light and I was like, I'm waiting for it to come to next gen and wait it and wait it and wait it. And finally today there was a bit of news involving it. So um, I'm quite excited because I really want to play Last Light. And as I was saying to you guys uh, before the show, I was saying it'd be quite interesting to see if they, because they're, they're beefing them up, it'd be quite interesting to see if it's just that or if they actually take the mechanics of Last Light and put the mechanics of Last Light into the original Metro. Because the original Metro, if I'm being honest, was a bit crap for shooting, kind of like the whole idea of having fake bullets and real bullets, real bullets being currency, fake bullets being plentiful, fake bullets not actually doing anything. You know what I mean? So it, I kind of hope they've, they'd maybe do that with it, but I really like the concept of Metro and the idea behind Metro, and it's always fun to be Russians, you know? Yeah. Uh, I love both games. I've played them now. I don't see them as being something I'm going to go back to play. Uh, it's, it's, again, it's one of the things in it. It's, you recommend it to somebody who's never played the series and is interested in it, isn't it? I think that's the key. What do you think? I know this is, this is a topic that's been done to death, but what's, your, what's everybody's individual stance on like, HD remakes and stuff? I find it very interesting that they've seemingly already started to do it this quickly into what is basically just quickly, quickly, relatively dirty port ups to of previous games up to PS4 and Xbox One. This, this generation should I'm gone for a full tilt. Yeah, well, the la- certainly the last gen did. Um, PlayStation did do a lot of HD upgrades of their previous software. Microsoft didn't really do that much apart from Halo and the recent release Fable. But I don't think they've done mm. many more. But I, I don't think it'd be both Fable. Yeah, I don't think so either at this point. You should have jumped to the one, if I'm honest. But I think... I know, it was a strange choice, but... Uh, what about you, Steve? What's your, what's your thoughts on... Did, did you even get your thoughts out there? Sorry, Derek. <laughs> so, you know, before I start moving off, I think that... Derek I thinks bad. <laughs> I don't think bad. I just think it's... The jump between a PS2 and a PS3 is quite big. A jump between a PS3 and a PS4 is At maybe... Or e- even in the long run, it's going to be one of those things that, yeah, you'll get nicer textures out of it, you'll probably get a better resolution out of it, but is that... What, do you mean the game will be better at the end, and the game will be better? Well, that, I mean, it's still going to be... See what I did there? Yeah. You see what I did there? Yeah. I, see, I see what you did. I see what you did there, but I... Uh, that's... That, that's, that's, that's poor. <laughs> um, but it's just one of those things that I... I don't think the jump will be as big. I, I don't think it will make the difference so noticeable that you feel you have to do the upgrade. Um, personally, I'm, I'm not going to be investing. I did for my PS2 to PS3 games because the, it was a reasonably substantial effort made. I don't think it will be quite as substantial this time round. I'm not as interested in it as I was before. Uh, I'm, 
I'm kind of on the fence when it comes to uh, HDified remakes. Um, I don't know, I've liked some of them. It depends on what it is. You need to be properly in the mood because most of them still play like the old games and games don't control the way they used to. And it always just feels like a polished turd, basically, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, um, well, it's, if you... I think it's, it's good for nostalgia, but I don't, I can't even remember if I've properly sat through any HD remakes and properly played them that aren't Pokemon. Um, they, they did a really good job with both the Shadow of the Colossus and the Ico remakes. I haven't played that. I tell you, the one I have played through, I definitely played through the Riddick ones, and mm. that was a breath of fresh air, because that very much felt like, I don't know, I think maybe that felt a wee bit ahead of its time when it was out. In terms of concept, not mm-hmm. in terms of like the, the gameplay and stuff. So I think that was a definitely a good one. But uh, here's a question: Any game HD remade, what what would you pick? Jeez, jeez, you've got that's put me on the spot. I'm. <laughs> that's what we do, mate. We put you right on the spot. <laughs> you do indeed. I. That's the hard questions. Everybody wants answered. Right, you see the one that jumps out of my jumps out at me straight away, and I don't really know if you can HD it, but cannon fodder on the Amiga. Right. I suppose all you'd have to do is add new sprites and stuff, and give it a new HD, not HD, a new upres. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much you can necessarily up HD and upres that sort of game, but. Well, I mean, they did it with things like uh, Street Fighter DuckTales, things like that. Do you yeah, know what I mean? It works. It's like, oh, you're, you're kind of just updating the sprites and stuff like that. It yeah. works. It could, do you know what I mean? And all you have to do is transport it to a twin-stick um, control method and you'd be laughing. Yeah. What we used to? Um, any one game. Any one game? <laughs> to be HD remade, you're not allowed to say Colonial Marines. I want to Colonial Marines, goddammit. Alien 3 in the Mega Drive, no. Um... If I'm gonna want any game, there's two games. There's two games, and two of them came from the same the same stable. I would have to either say the epic and mythical Panzer Dragoon saga, or mm. my personal favourite as well is Panzer Dragoon's there. But I also would love to see Burning Rangers given a, a chance again. Another kind of oddball. It was the last game to be released in the UK by one the Saturn actually, um, by Sonic Team, which is an amazing yeah. game in itself. So. That's the two of them had anything for the Saturn, really. I love that. The Saturn was my machine as a kid, so anything for them. But yeah, good shout. That's a very good shout. Both I think both counts. VR, VR Troopers, was it? Then that would be tremendous as a yeah. proper well, thing, the, There's a thing that got me excited was they've, they've done the fancy tracks and Sega All-Star Racing, haven't they? Yeah. With the Panzer Dragoon and stuff, and you're like, well, there's the attributes. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Uh, both my ones are pretty pie in the sky. They're, they're never going to happen. Final Fantasy uh, Seven. Well, I ob- Final Fantasy Seven's the obvious one for me. And it, it, it's it's, it's always it happening, but isn't it? It's apparently it's n- always no. It's always like never happening. It's always everybody wants it to be happening, and well, no, everybody. But you know, it's always the fans want it and try and kid their cell phone that this latest piece of information saying that it's going to happen, but it's not going to happen because they blatantly come out so many times and say, "Gonna stop saying this is happening because it's not happening." <laughs> But I want it to happen <laughs> with all my heart and soul. Um, but and the other one on top of that again is uh, Shenmue. I'd love to see Shenmue one and two up res. No, so much. I mean, the graphics could be an overhaul, but I'd like to see uh, um, like the, the control system being updated a wee bit as well. And 
I'd even be willing to see the, the voice acting being updated no, a wee No, no, just no. It's to be no. the same. It's to be that. Hello, sa- hey, sailor. <laughs> that day, did you see a car? See, <laughs> the interesting thing on that note, this is breaking news. This is right on the Pulse news. No, really, it was in a magazine I read. But apparently, Sega have lost, lost the rights, the rights the to Shimu, which means when Kickstarter happened and everybody was getting excited about the shit Kickstarter games, I said... Kickstart Shimu free, kickstart it and we'll be all happy. Right. No one listened. Well, there is a wee problem here. I've been I have to see I've greatly as soon as I heard this I was on the net, every website that was talking about it, see what what information I could get here. Like, is there, is this something that might happen now? Right, they've lost the rights to the, the name Shenmue. But no the character. No the character. No mm. so nearly was okay. The storyline and everything is all presumably still with Sega. Did you so see the? It, it means officially there can be another. Somebody can bring, can buy the rights and bring it a game yeah. called Shenmue. And oh, did you see the retro thing? There was a retro vision streamed for some. I think it was GCD last month or something. Basically, there was a retro vision of the director guy um, talking about it, right? And it was basically he was like saying he wants to continue the story. But it might change how it appears and stuff. So I think he's, especially in the climate, I think he's biting at the bit to go for it. So we might see something. But and the thing is, I I think that's actually a very bad idea. I just think that Shenmue is a time and a place title that exists. It just exists within a Dreamcast bubble. I think as soon as you take it out of that Dreamcast bubble, it's just going to make everything else look a little bit... It's going to sully the memory of it. Imagine and BioWare well, getting the right spot. Imagine right. BioWare doing again. That'd be amazing. But on, on the topic, of, to go back to what Derek was just saying about it being part of the time and stuff, on the topic of it's, uh, HD remakes, and I, I know it wasn't a remake, a HD one, but... Oh, it did get an HD I, remake! I sat, no, it wasn't was a remake, it, was uh, it was the exact same graphics and everything. But I All sat right. and played it on the Xbox when it came out. Fair days, yeah, And I loved it, and that was a long... Well, that was a good like, five yeah. years after it was out originally. Hmm. So, and this, it's now been about, what, seven or eight years since I played it on that, so I'd be quite... But would you, would you but really would you would you not just spend about a couple of hours on it and go actually? No, I don't. I don't think I would. Derek. I think it just depends on what one it is, though, and it's because I've got a lot of love for that game. I would be very willing to sit and play that again. Okay. But as I say, it's the real one because I don't. Most of them do tend to be, as you say, mate. You you play it for a few hours, you get that wee nostalgia feeling from it, and then you're done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Yes, uh, but not not for that one. And I suppose everybody will probably have something like that. Well, they'd be willing to play this one, but that's probably about it. I think, I think yeah, it's the sort I of thing that going back, it's you, you have a lot of fond memories of things until you play them again. And after a little bit, sometimes it's okay, and other times you just you kind of spend about a couple of hours, and it's that's enough. It's like I remember it being better when I was younger. Yeah, I sat and watched the. Uh, what, what they call Shenmue the movie on um, Facebook on Facebook <laughs> thanks Mark I watched it on, I watched it on my Oculus, Oculus Rift um, <laughs> no I watched it on uh, YouTube Just I think it was just, just last year I sat and watched all that because I was getting nostalgia it's amazing for it, for it. And, do you know what I mean if I'm willing to sit for what is that that's about three years for the two of them isn't it mm-hmm. yeah you get, the, you get the, that movie you, you get that movie with the actual the Xbox 
Yeah, which I watched before playing um, Shimmy on that as well. But, as I say, you know, I mean, if I'm willing to sit and watch three years worth of cutscenes just for the nostalgia, then... Metal Gear? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And the, the most ironic thing of it all is that basically Shenmue transformed into the Yakuza series for Sega. Yeah. Because in, much, yeah. in many ways it shares a lot of the similar um, style and play and mechanics, but it seemed they seem to have changed it into something that the Japanese audience just love to buy. And they don't pump, and I know for certain folk certain folk of that avenue, they don't pump out certain Yakuza takes its time to get to here, doesn't it? It does not come out like a yeah. year after. Yakuza. I know there's a, a yeah. lot of people whining for like, they did the HD remakes of the first two apparently and they're not available in the east, the west, the east, south, I don't know. But they're yeah. not available here and stuff, so. No, they're not. The, the first one they spent a huge amount of money on the localisation of, no one bought it. And then just, I've gone from a case-on-case basis of how much they think it will sell. We've not mm. got Yakuza 5, and I don't think we have either of the old-style um, period games that came out uh, with a Yakuza name as well. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so moving on for that, Metro HD remakes. Well, uh, sort of do not want because I've already played some. See, the argument I was wanting to say was they're not really remakes. I don't see these as remakes. I just see these as upgrades because we need. To, I was wanting to just put a kind of line in the sand there because I know we were talking about remakes. So remakes are like Halo and well, not even Halo, but it's like this is like the, the, to arc back right, mind back in the day when we were sitting before the Xbox One came out, and I was like, right. If I heard I heard this was coming out on the one, so I shut shop. I went no, no buying it on the Xbox. So I've technically been waiting for this to be released on the one to buy it, the same way I did with Rayman. So yeah. it's, it's there's a slight difference there, isn't there? Because it's like, an example is I played Tomb Raider, was one of the last games I played before I got my Xbox One. And then when I heard it come out on the one, I was kind of like, well, it's a bit annoying because I would have like probably bought it on the one, but I've already played it on the Xbox, so I'm not going to buy it on the one. So I think that's the kind of differences. They're just they're not really remakes, they're just port, no ports, but they're just released on the new flat platform, if you know what I mean. Uh, uh, kind of as ports, isn't it? It's, they're, they're not old enough, and they're not, because you can still buy Metro last like for like 25 quid, 30 quid in the shop, so it's no... It, it's, it's, it's it's a different version, it's basically the same version on a different machine with slightly prettier, it's, it's like taking the PC version and putting it onto the next gen consoles, basically. Aye. It's a new format, but it's not a new. It's no a re-release, as we were mentioning there with the kind of games we were talking about. You know, yeah, it's a new version of the same game. Right. So again, what, what do you think then? I I do not want because I've already played them. I don't see myself going back through them. So it's a I do not want, but I live and let live situation for me. Well, there'll be something you want, but that might come out. You know. Ah, yeah, so we're it's talking about these games of a killer, we're talking about and the last article we've got here is we're going to talk about the, the, the Expo and reputation system that they're, 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 
Let's not use that name. <laughs> I point. told you if you if you use that name again, I would drag my belt across your face, lad. I told you. Right. So what are we calling it then? The Xbox One or the One, the Holy One, the oh, Only One, the Final One. No, just because I think that name is just derogative and it hurts people. People will cry. Well, I will cry. I'm, I'm not going to cry. I just think it's a derogatory name for the system. That's all. <laughs> if we, if we, but that's coming to a toaster lover. You know what I mean? But it's XB for Xbox and then ONE for One Xbox. Well, no, you just no. call it Xbox One. You don't. Xbox One or Xbox One? I don't know. I called my Xbox the Eggbox for so long. <laughs> I did that last <laughs> night with the Connect. I kept saying Eggbox and it kept listening and coming up, which was really crazy. I don't know. It depends on it depends on how you want to take it. And it really is just a bit right. Either way. <laughs> that Xbox was a bit moral. <laughs> I mean, no, no. The only reason I'm saying that is because I've seen so many people use it online as a way to basically take the piss out of it. That and it doesn't sit right with me at all. Yeah, I've I've told folk I'll stop talking to them if they start using it, and that's me to be honest. It's the same as you can get to the thing about because I've had this conversation with John for the New Frontiers podcast. Listen to that cracking fu- cracking podcast, by the way. Great logo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that was that was a good logo. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I don't think the logo's been put out yet. I know, I'm raging, I'm like, is it on the tour, is it on the tour? No. It's gonna go no. there, so but uh, what, what were we on to there? What was John I, what was John no, saying? Uh, I, so John Salmon for the New Frontiers podcast, um I've had this conversation about being called a geek. And he doesn't like being called a geek because he feels it's a derogatory term. And I have this like, argument with my again, girlfriend it's, it's as well. The same, it's the same thing. It's, I think it just depends on how you take it, really. Because a lot of us are quite willing to use that term as well when re- referring to ourselves or the kind of things that we're But it's, what I mean by that is it depends who uses it. If I know the person that is using it isn't using it in a way that is piss-taking, that's fine. Yeah. But it's, the only reason I'm saying it is because the X-Bone thing has become to the point that it is just a synonymous for taking the piss. And that, that's, that's the only reason I'm slightly against ever using that phrase. If it was something that just came up and people used it here and there, I wouldn't mind, but it is just been something that people use to take the piss out of the machine. And I'm... Okay, that's it. Political correctness on the podcast. Just this, just this one time. I'll stop after this. Yeah, okay. Right, so, but anyway, they're, they're bringing out this new reputation system, eh? That sounds a lot like the reputation system that they were they were touting when the Xbox first came out, the Xbox 360, that didn't kind of tend to pan out. So what have we got here? Basically, there's three states. You're either a green light, or I'll call them whites, but they're, they're basically bits on the bar. Right, there's a green bar, there's green, yellow, and red. Green means you're a lovely, charming, happy, sunshine kind of person. Yellow means you're the kind of middle of the road kind of guy. You get annoyed and you start fights, but you don't actually punch people. You're the kind of guy who just kind of runs away. And red is basically... That's, that's when you, you've you been flagged for one of these FEMA camps, isn't it? Aye, red yeah, means yeah. You're, 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 you're a COD player, basically. You play COD and you're just... Your move's like a broken sewer. And you're just wife's all over, you know. You're being um, sent to Guantanamo Bay or something like that, apparently. Yeah, so those are your three statuses. Um, but linked to the statuses, well, no linked to the statuses, basically, if you're red, you are dead, basically. Because the, the, what they're saying is if you go red, you will find difficulty 
getting online games, you will find it difficult to basically, basically to interact with people, you'll find difficulty. They've actually stated it as well, you might not be able to join parties, and you're not be able to host parties as well. These are really ballsy moves, you know what I mean? Because technically that arsehole will have paid his gold, you know? And, um, I don't know how it'll pan out, but if they do this, it'll be, there'll be an uproar about you for it. Because they I need to... horrible cunts. Well, no, but they'll need to vet it, because... To flip it on the flip side, I've been around live for a while now, and I've seen people sending messages saying, "Report so and so X five sniper shot drop shot four five one," and the idea is you flood them with reports. Everybody reports them as a negative player, and he gets his repeat, his repeat, his um, respect leveled, and and basically he gets banned. I've seen people doing that more than I, once. Right now, you say that. Now I remember listening to. Um I don't listen to it anymore, but I used to listen to the Major Nelson podcast. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what his name is, but the guy that was kind of... No, I know him. But, uh, <laughs> one of those guys on it that was kind of... The Volves. Uh, he, he, shut up. <laughs> He's on it. The Volves on it. Right. But either way, it was, I don't know what his name is, but it was one of the guys who was behind the whole like banning players and banning accounts and stuff like that. And he was saying that this, this was something that came up a lot, was that people were asking him about... Um, you know, what if a bunch of people decided, and he said, they're not going to ban you based off everybody for one game, then it? it's going to be, if it's like consistent, they can tell when it's clans of people, like, just mm. doing that kind of thing, it's it's, it's something that they, 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 de- they definitely investigate, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, hopefully, I mean, they've got, the technology's better now, um, if, if it kind of worked last time, it did it, maybe it'll be better now. I like the idea of it because I cannot start. I, I don't even go in where my camera to play anything online. And that's I, the I point. Enjoy it. See that there? That's the point, right? Other than COD, I played. I play mace games online, right? None of them have people talking. And there's maybe the odd. And it's because from. of that. Because see, the majority of players. This is the thing. People think the majority of players are these wee swearing twelve-year-olds. Do you know what I mean? That's no. The majority. The majority of the players are your average guy like us. But we don't want to be involved in it because of the, all this crap, do you know what I mean, that, that comes yeah. along with it. Like, I don't want to play, play Halo with a mic on because I don't want to be like, verbally abused. And, the, and to be fair, either. the weird thing is that because if you have an Xbox One, you have a microphone as standard. It's in front of you. It's basically watching you all the time anyway. It can hear you. And yet I've played... Lots of Titanfall here. I've played in the region about 25 hours worth of Titanfall, I think, something like that. Man of the Titanfall. And I've really, I've not heard any form of abuse on that at all. I've heard people playing very obnoxious music and whatnot, uh, but I've, I've, I've not heard anybody being abusive uh, on, on that, that system comes, at all. That comes back to my original statement back in the day, and I think it's a different clientele you're, you're having. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I get it. The biggest one for me was is FIFA. Can um, I keep playing a game? I can't play maybe two games of FIFA without somebody sending me abuse after it. Uh, I think yeah, but FIFA's pretty well vetted now because it used to be going through what I know oh, from my brother. FIFA 2014 was yeah. when I was playing at the start of the year, mate. Well, I don't mean I don't I've know. Got, I've, got, I've, got, I've got messages still on my thing. I don't mean by that. I don't mean you got an arsehole any day of the week, but what I mean was. Folk used to leave as an R avenue of issues, and it was like folk quitting uh, yeah. because they get their arse humped before the end of the game. And what happens now apparently is if they quit, you get the win. 
and they lose their streak. So you, you get like a percentage added to your points based on the fact that you've got a non-quit bonus. Right. I mean, so that's and, uh, that gets removed the second you quit. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you getting caught in Arsenal because they can do that until the crews come home. What matters is the game. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I think the it's problem with, with, the, with the current infrastructure. I've, I I know for a fact I've had to play against people who have have selected as avoid. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, the thing is that no one really knows how this is all going to pan out. They've got they've stated a lot of intentions and ideas that they're going to try and implement, but we don't really know if this is all going to really shake out in the grand scheme of things. And considering the way things are and the way that we all kind of play games together anyway, we probably will never know because it's unlikely we're going to report to each other. And I... I Stu, Stu may have something more insight into this because I suspect he plays online uh, a lot more often than possibly we do and with a wider variety of different opponents than we do. But I, it's not something that I can ever imagine that I'll really have any visibility of. But if it does help weed out people that are abusive and very impolite on online encounters, then it can only be a good thing in my eyes. I mean, I can see where you're comfy as well, Steph. Um But I think oh. I think the key thing is there's a mute button on these things, and I've seen myself playing with guys, and um, there'll be the other team, and the other team will be in it. There'll be certain folk in it being about what you know, you know, and we just all hit mute and we just run about and just as if and you never know he's there. You know, I don't right, get many messages sent to me. That's not a valid excuse for these people, but I shouldn't have to be. I mean, it's, 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 you're talking about racist comments, homophobic comments, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to be dealing with that. People, people sh- I mean, I don't know if people are even aware of it. I suspect a lot of them are, but just ignore the fact anyway. But, I mean, it's it's criminal still to do that kind of thing. It's no, it's... I know. It's just, it's, I know, but the thing is as well, but how do you police Xbox Live? It's trans... As, as, a, I mean, as long as you, you try. Do, I think as long, you, if you do nothing... That's bad. If you'd at least try and do something, because at the end of the day, you wouldn't walk into a you wouldn't walk into a concert and put up with a whole bunch of people making those sort of comments right in your ear all the time. Yeah, well, the, well, good example is me and my girlfriend went to a Jack Whitehall, and we had two guys next, to, uh, a couple next days that were steaming, and she was ready to deck them. But then the people in front of us turned around and went, "Well, yous, we've paid money to see this show. You are sitting, blah blah blah." And it happens, yeah, you're right, in the real in the real world, in the real world. And I think it's it's just a case of, it's part of the nature of the beast, but, you know what I mean? It's all part of the whole, example, have you seen the video of the COD players where they're sitting playing and it's like, they're, they're, it's as if they're picking a fight with each other, but they're like the most, like, kid-owned people in the world, because they'll be playing and they'll shoot and then they'll get up and they'll walk across the room and square up to the guy. This is a professional this is like an, e- an actual esports event, and the guy gets up and stones and beats his chest in front of the guy. As if, and I'm going to myself, if I was the guy who was doing that day, the guy would be on the floor with a burst nose. But the guy just backs down and all that, and it's, it's all just bravado. And because of this bravado at that level, all the young kids think, oh, well, I can go in and go, oh, you're an African American with red hair, and you're an African American with red hair who's Jewish and stuff. And at the end of the day, I, I I I'm like, it's like, what? What is this all about? You know what I mean? I remember the time when you go on live and you used to go, hello, hi, anybody there, and you used to talk, you know, and you actually used to talk and meet pals and shit. Now it's just a case of all your pals sitting at a party with you and you don't talk to anybody. 
and it's a really lonely experience, you know what I mean? Because that day I woke a lone wolf and going out and kicking ass myself, and if my mates, like, nine times out of ten, my mates are on other games that I'm no one, so I'm sitting talking to them through that, but I never, if I'm just my toy, I'll just be running about just doing it myself. And the whole connect thing is, the connect is nine times, nine times out of ten, mere chance of kick, picking somebody shouting for their, getting their dinner or something. Because yeah. I've had that in Plants vs. Zombies, like, you get kids playing it and like, their parents are talking to them while they're it's playing so the game. Yeah, they get that, and you get the one where you go in and it's just somebody's going at just making random noises. Mm. Just because they, wa- they, they want to be helped. Uh, and, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather they did that though than be overly abusive towards people. Well, the thing is as well, but I, I, I run about, I, I run about, I used to run about, still run about, actually, I still run about with a, a clan that's got quite a, a strong female presence, 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 and uh, if you're a lassie on why it's, it's just not a place to be. It's <laughs> really bad. They get really bad stick, and I'm talking like first hand, like, I know them, I know them well, and I know what they were getting when we were walking into COD, the maps and stuff with them. And the minute the party charge system came out, it totally changed how they play. You know, because yeah. they actually started really enjoying it instead of going in and you'd maybe get four games and somebody'd go, "Oh, you're this," and then they'd start a fight and you'd have you'd sit in a lobby for ten minutes shouting at each other, and you're kind of like, "What's going on here?" You know what I mean? So, but uh, aye, the world's full of nasty we're, we're, people. We're, we're saying um, ninety odd percent good can come for this. And there's the the option that maybe some some people can abuse it, but I'd like to think that they can hopefully look into that and make sure that that's not something that's happening. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure it's one of the things that if they get a flood of complaints on one day about one person, the system should be smart enough to know it's really unlikely that that is be all these people have you know decided at the same time let's complain about him. And I know that the, the guy, I really feel bad that I don't know who I'm talking about here, but... It's not, Mark, it's not Mark Witten by any chance, is it? No, no, I don't recognise that name. Okay. But, um, it, it was talking about even, like, people who were being banned for that reason, like, writing to them, and they would just go and investigate it and find that oh, that has been the case, um, and overturning the, the decision. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, uh, as I say, hopefully it won't be a problem, and I do... I for one do want it because I'm always nice online and I'd like to get to a place where I can just go in with my headset and play online games again when I wouldn't have anybody else to hang about with. So do want. Yeah, I do want as well. Do? Yeah, yeah, anything to. Well, I, you know, but again, it comes into the whole I like about rivalry. I don't mean rivalry, but it's when it. It goes all beyond rivalry because nine times out of ten people don't have the vocabulary to describe what they're trying to feel, so they'll just go to like. The, the nasty words, you know, and I think that's the key. The point is, it's sorry, still not, it's still not good excuse, it's, that's what I mean. But it's like it's handy to have a bit of back chat and go, oh, You were rubbish, you were drop shot, and you're this, you're that, but keep it in a kind of volatile, kind of jovial sense. Yeah, banter, banter is good. Banter is good. It's when people take it personally anyway, as well, because I've seen that evolve as well. For like, you play a game and you go to somebody, Oh, you were blah blah blah, and then the next five minutes you've got five folk in your side going after, so it ape shit at the other side. And it ends up as a teabag fest in the match. It's kind of like, what the hell? <laughs> Teabagging. So, um, so, I guess we can, we can kind of put this to bed. And um, I'd say that's that's the end of a once and do not once as well. Yep. And with that, that's the end of the show. So, cheers for coming on, fellas. Any any final thoughts before we go? Um, Final thoughts. Uh, be next to each other. Anything? <laughs> Be I was, was going to say, be nice. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm, to everybody. I'm not Jerry Springer. I, I can't think of a final thought. What's all this about? My oh, final thought is, keep your ammo dry and your bacon hot. There you go. Just to remind folk that uh, the New Frontiers podcast, episode one, is still available. Well, it's the mission statement. And we will be recording the next episode this week where we will be talking about Papers, Please. So get your feedback in about that if you're interested as well and give it a listen. Let us know what you think. (coughs) So... As I said, that's the end of the show. If you want to get in touch with us about this show, the uh, best you can get us <laughs> at console underscore ninjas on Twitter. You can get us at console ninjas podcast at gmail.com and you can find us on Facebook by searching for console ninjas. So, goodbye everybody. Bye. Catch you.